Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. The Michelin Countdown to Green on IMSA Radio. And welcome to our main event of Saturday, the big race for Saturday evening uh, at VIR. It is the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Virginia is for Racing Lovers Grand Prix. Uh, it's John Hindorf, Jeremy Shaw and Shay Adam. Uh, we'll get to Shay down on the grid straight away for a little bit uh, of scene setting. How is it down there, Shay? Hot, hot. Hot is how it is down here. 120 track temp just about an hour ago. It's only gone up since then. The ambient temperature, 93 degrees in the air out here on the pit lane. So it is very warm. And the ceremony's getting ready to kick off almost right away as we now have all the teams in line formation. We've got the color guard in position just waiting on the anthems to get things going. And then, as you rightly said, John, one of the best racing names of the year, Virginia, is for racing lovers. Two-hour contest, minimum drive time of 40 minutes for each of the two drivers, two classes, GS and TCR, and one winner in each of those. So it'll be a very fun and fast race. Shea Adam will bring us all the news from the pit lane. It's Jeremy Shaw alongside me, John Hindorf, in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre. We've been looking forward to this one, Jeremy, since the cars first turned wheels earlier this week. A cracking field and two great battles. 13 TCRs, 24 GS. What a great event this is. Yeah, it is. And we've seen some fantastic racing this season long in the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. This is round eight out of ten. So getting down to crunch time now in the championship. And both championships pretty pretty finely poised. In GS, uh, Kenny Marillo and Christian Shimjak, they've got a 100-point advantage over uh, Robbie Foley and Vin Barletta who will start 11th today. The uh, championship leading car will start on the front row of the grid, but not to be counted out. And Frank Depew and Robin Liddell, well, they're only another 110 points back in third position. So certainly in contention, having won the most recent race and second in a race before that. Mm. So they're on a bit of a roll. In TCR, it's also very, very close, although a problem last time out for Mason Philippi and Mark Wilkins, who ran out of fuel on the final lap, cost them some positions. Instead, it's their teammates from Brian Hurd at Autosport with Kerbag Jadian, one of the Hyundai Elantras, Harry Gottsacker and Robbie Wickens, who will start, uh, who lead the championship coming into this weekend. That's the good news. The bad news is they qualified third yesterday, but had to go to the back because the car was a little bit underweight oh. after qualifying. Well, that's part of the story. Let's play the music and Jeremy Shaw will run you through the 37 uh, entries for the Virginia is for Racing Lovers Grand Prix. So 13 TCR cars, 24 GS is starting at the back. It's Harry Gottsacker then with that penalty after qualifying, car number 33. 
one of uh, three Brian Hurd Autosport with Kerb, Agajani and Hyundai Elantris. Two more similar cars, but run by Daily Motorsports, was to share row 18. That's uh, Sally McNulty, who celebrated a birthday yesterday in car number 70, making just her second start in the series, and her teammate Jordan Wisely in car number 74. Victor Gonzalez in car number 99. The Victor Gonzalez racing team Hyundai Elantra will start in 34th position, alongside Nick Loymans, one of two Rockwell Autosport Development Audi RS3 LMS sequential cars. That's car number 15. His teammate Preston Brown will start one place ahead of him in car number 10, alongside Ryan Block, who's already won a couple of races this season in the KMW Motorsports with TMR Engineering, Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloce TCR, car number five. Three race wins already this season. Will Talley will start car number 73 for Holly LA Honda World Racing as a Honda Civic FL5, alongside his teammate, that's Mike Lamara, in car number 37. Brian Ortiz in car number 91 for Van der Stur Racing, a Hyundai Elantra NTCR will start in the fourth position in TCR, 28th overall on the grid. Ahead of him are the two Brian Hurd Autosport with Kerr Magajani teammates. Car number 98 the, is, uh, is Mark Wilkins and number one is Michael Lewis, but a good lap down in qualifying. Not quite good enough, however, to take the pole position. That instead will go to the number 17 Unitronics JDC Miller Motorsports Audi RS3 LMS TCR, new car this season. That's car number 17 for Chris Miller on the pole position for the second time this year, third time in his career. Moving on to GS, Todd Coleman will start the Archangel Motorsports number 88 and Aston Martin in the 24th position, alongside the similar Aston Martin for Team TGM number 64, Ted Giovannis. Anton Diaz Pereira for Lone Star Racing Mercedes AMG in 22nd position. Alongside the similar car for Will Sports, car number 11, the only on all bronze category lineup in the field, Gary Ferreira. Garrett Adams in start in the 20th position, car number 26, fast track racing BMW M4 GT4. And then it's Frank Depew in the lone Chevrolet for Rebel Rock Racing, Virginian himself, Frank Depew in car number 71. Adam Adelson in the number 47, Nola Sport Porsche 718 GT4 RS in the 18th position. Alongside Bob McCallion, number 59, Core Motorsports Ford Mustang GT4. Moise Retsky in the 16th position, number 44, Accelerating Performance Porsche 718. It has been an Aston Martin up until now, it's now a Porsche. Uh, alongside him, for, for random vandals racing, the BMW M4, number 92, is Paul Sparta. The lone Toyota GR Supra GT4 in the field. For RV Motorsports, car number 14, that'll be started from the 14th position by Alfredo Nasri, alongside Tom Collingwood, car number 83, the BGB Motorsports Porsche 17. Two BMW M4 GT4s will share row six. Sean Quinlan, car number 43 for Stephen Cameron Racing, alongside Vin Barletta, second in the championship in car number 96 for Turner Motorsports. Mercedes AMG GT4 for Windward Racing, car number 57, in the 10th position on the grid, that'll be Bryce Ward, alongside the second of the team TGM Aston Martins, car number 46 is Hugh Plum. Justin Piscitel sitting in this weekend for the injured uh, Jeff Mosing will start eighth in number 56 Marillo Racing Mercedes. Alongside him for company is the Aston Martin Vantage of Van der Stur Racing. It's Rory Van der Stur in car number 19. Car number 39, the Carbon with Peregrine Racing Porsche is in the sixth position with, for company, on row three, Jensen Altsman, car number 13, 
the McCombie McAleer Racing with Aerosport Ford Mustang GT4. The lone McLaren Artura GT4 for motorsports in action is Alex Filsing, an excellent qualifying run for him in number 69. On the outside of the second row for company, you will have Eric Filgueras, number 28, the RS1 Porsche 718 GT4. Front row, championship leader Kenny Murillo, number 72 for Murillo Racing, uh, the Mercedes-AMG GT4. But on the pole position for the second time this year, the Turner Motorsports in its number 95 BMW M4 GT4, the pole sitter is Cameron Lawrence. Well done, Jeremy. And he'll take a breath for a moment. We'll fire up IMSA TV in a couple or three minutes' time. Let's go back to share Adam down on the pit road, which is serving as our false grid, if you will. The bulk of the formalities now completed, Jay. Yeah, all the drivers are in their cars. Uh, there is only one mechanic per car left out. We are waiting for the command to be given for the engines to start. But the rumble of the very, very gentle Lexus engine is roaring in the background. That would be the safety car for this weekend's event. And uh, it's bright yellow. You can't miss it with a giant bib on the side. So pretty cool to see all of that. I did see Connie Nyholm out here as well and Mike Rose, uh, two of our favorite people we associate with Virginia International Raceway. Didn't see Kerrigan out here. Perhaps he's still recovering from the go-kart race the other day. Um, but it's a very fun feeling out here on the pit lane, even though it is hot and everybody is trying to figure out a way to stay cool. These cars, though, they look great. And the biggest concern is going to be, can they make it through the race? Not the drivers, but can the cars get through without overheating? Uh, you, you were talking to some of the uh, drivers after qualifying shit and uh you were talking to some of the drivers yesterday share uh, and they were talking about how this race might be split up it is warm is this going to be is this going to be uh is this going to be a fuel race or do you think it's a tire race shay Tire race. Tire race is what I'm hearing from almost everybody. Uh, this race is going to be pretty stock for TCR. As I mentioned, 40-minute minimum drive time. Look for some of the cars, particularly toward the front of the field, to come in right at that 40-minute mark or near enough because I've heard some of the drivers perhaps not feeling 100%. So we could see that coming into play as well. But for TCR... Looks like it'll be as close to an hour as we can get it, split it into an even race. At least that'll be the plan from the Hyundai camp because their drivers are all just about equal on pace. But everyone's saying toward the end of the stint, if, especially if it stays green, it's going to be very slippery out there. And a couple of teams might just come into some extra rubber on it to try and get the grip advantage. Thank you, Cher. We can hear the cars pulling. Actually, I'll stay with you for a second, Cher, just to make sure that we clear the pit lane behind that Lexus safety car. Has everyone pulled out? Oh, not yet. Um, we had a bit of a delay. Is Bob McCallion and the number 59 core motorsport Mustang had trouble engaging the car in gear. That's his rumble as he gets down the lane, waiting on the last of the GS cars to get rolling, and then TCR will be deployed. Yes, all right, all now. All of the GS cars have begun moving down the pit lane. So that's the first important thing. Now, TCR, we've got one, two, three, four, five of them off and running, and the train continuing. Everybody is moving very slowly. Let's make sure that the last of the cars does pull out of its box. And the last car being that championship leader that Jeremy told us about, the 33 Brian Herta Autosports Hyundai Elantra, it is now indeed moving. So all the cars will be off the pit lane here in a handful of seconds. 
Share Adam, Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hindorf. We go live in sound and vision. Virginia is for racing lovers and it's live now here on IMSA Radio. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Virginia International Raceway, Danville, Virginia, for our Saturday main race. Three and a quarter miles, 17 corners around this stunning circuit. It is the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Uh, a two-hour contest, the Virginia is for Racing Lovers Grand Prix. A superb 37-car entry, 13 in TCR, 24 in GS. Action areas at the Horseshoe at Turn 1. Certainly been plenty going on at the uh, south end uh, of the racetrack uh, where the oak tree used to be, with drivers finding it difficult to get through that. And um, we'll see some overtaking, I'm sure, at the top of the hill uh, at the roller coaster at the end of the back straight, often called Madison Avenue as well. Good to have your company. Uh, as Jeremy has just mentioned to me, uh, as we were coming on air, uh, action areas potentially everywhere uh, around uh, this circuit and that is a fair point share adam is in the pit lane just checking in with share that everyone has cleared the pit lane and the storyline share uh, in tcr 13 cars what's going on uh, in tcr today TCR, the biggest storyline is the championship being wide open. The number 33, Brian Herta Autosport, that car leads the way. Harry Gottsacker and Robert Wickens, but they start from the back of the field today after a technical infraction during, a, well, immediately following qualifying. So they hold a slim advantage over the 17 Audi Unitronic JDC. They start on pole position. Third in points, well, that would be the sister car to Brian Herta, number 98, which has led the championship up to the last round, Mark Wilkins and Mason Felipe, they're trying to get back to the front. In GS, championship once again, the 72 is the championship leader. That would be Kenny Murillo and Christian Simchuk in their Mercedes for Murillo Racing. But chasing them, it's a big, tight group. We've got the 96 Turner Motorsport uh, BMW. That was Vin Barletta and Robbie Foley. Frank Depew and Robin Liddell, race winners the last time out for the Chevy Camaro of Rebel Rock Racing. Then the Porsche from RS1, that's Stephen McLear and Eric Vilgaris. Eric starts third in today's race. Turner with their sister car on pole position. What can they do to try and help Vin and Robbie in the championship? We've got a lot of cars to watch today. And the other thing, repeat winners. We haven't had very many of them in GS. And uh, hello to you at the circuit if you are just joining us. Not sure we're quite uh, with everyone at the track. Could uh, hear, I think, our colleagues on the PA still talking there. Uh, Jeremy Shaw joins us. Great looking field. Uh, penalty for Harry Gottsacker being put all the way to the back in the Hyundai Elantra. And this is a car that's going to be quick. That'll be entertaining for us uh, and a little bit more work for he and the team. Yes, indeed, John, and uh, that was it. it was actually the minimum ride height that they failed uh, after technical inspection. It wasn't on the weight; it was a minimum ride height. So my uh, apologies for that one. I just read, <laughs> I finally read the bulletin that was sent out after qualifying. But having qualified third, they've got to go all the way to the back. So uh, that's going to be a little bit, a little bit of extra work for Harry Gottsacker, as you say. 
So the cars on their second formation lap behind our safety car. Two hours on the clock. What a great day of racing we've had. Got a tiny little bit of cotton wool cloud in the sky. Coming up to 10 minutes past the hour. Officially, air temperature 36 Celsius. That's 99 Fahrenheit. 97 Fahrenheit, excuse me. And just on 100 degrees Fahrenheit on the track. That's just over 37 Celsius. So toasty. And... We've already had some racing. We've already had some drivers that have done some racing. A few people doing double duty. Uh, Sheer talking to some people in the paddock there, seeing that uh, BP Racing Fuels uh, event, which uh, ran pretty cleanly, as it did, did the Lamborghinis, actually. Pretty gruelling event for everyone concerned. And now we've got something that is two hours. Now, albeit two drivers, uh, potentially a one-stop race for TCR in terms of their fuel, but can they make, particularly the front tyres, last that in this heat? That will be the question. In GS, it's, they're qualified on those tyres as well. In GS, you'd almost always say this was gonna be a two-stop race minimum, might even be borderline three, again, depending how long you can make the tyres last. You're gonna pay a penalty if you overuse your Michelin tyres early on. Uh, minimum drive time is 40-40 minutes, so keep an eye out for that. Around about the top of the next hour for cars coming in to get their drivers out at the closest point to the minimum drive time. Brilliant sight in the late afternoon sunshine as the two dozen GS cars come down to make their start. Then there's a little gap, and the 13 TCRs start their run out of the final corner. Green flag is in the air. And Cameron Lawrence for Turner Motorsport. The BMW jumps away from Kenny Marillo in the orange and blue Mercedes AMG. But down the inside, Eric Figueras in the green Porsche Cayman nips through into second place. Opportunist manoeuvre there, done nicely and beautiful, uh, beautifully completed by Fogueras. Phil Singer right in there as well, Jensen Altman equaling his best qualifying position for McCumbie Mangalia Racing. The TCRs are off and running as well. Chris Miller brought them to the green flag and still leads in that distinctive yellow, black and white Audi. Right in behind him, two Hyundais, Michael Lewis and Mark Wilkins. Then it's Brian Ortiz for the Van der Racing. That's another uh, Hyundai, but that's the uh, blue and white car rather than the eggshell blue and red works-coloured cars. Then a little gap back to the red and white Mike Lamara Elia Honda World Civic. So pretty much as we started, other than Fulgueras, making that move into second position. Opportunist manoeuvre, perfectly taken, nice and clean, and nobody doing anything silly so far, Jeremy. Three quarters around the first lap. Yeah, sort of true. Uh, there's some, some, something fl flying out of the back of the Van der Stur racing Aston Martin as they headed out of Oak Tree, but I think that was a result of picking up a huge amount of dust on the exit of turn 10. So hopefully that's all it was, and, and it'll, be, uh, it'll be okay from there. As we see already, the uh, TCR cars catching up to the back of the field 
in uh, of the GS field. As we see them coming up through the S, a great replay there. It's a fabulous part of the, this racetrack, isn't it? Absolutely tremendous. The cars just sneaking their way up that hill and uh, very, very closely matched as well. But a good start, certainly, by a pulse to the Cameron Lawrence. Tony Ave at the Ave Motorsport car, excuse me, uh, with a windscreen full of dust as they were heading up to Oak Tree for the first time. Also, the number 59 Mustang. Uh, with various people dropping their right side Michelins into the dirt in the GS field as they were in the early parts of running. Uh, and uh, Michael Lewis has just passed a couple of the, P the um, GS cars as he is already in the back of them. He was actually our uh, 11th quickest qualifier in that TCR at number one as he's got already yeah. or 12th actually Chris Miller has dropped behind so that's a new leader in TCR Michael Lewis already at the front of the TCR class and carving his way through the back of the GS field yeah that's right and uh, several of the GS uh, drivers have been you know, a little bit concerned about the pace of the TCRs not, not because they're worried about being beaten by them necessarily but they're, they're very quick on the straights and difficult for the GS cars to overtake. The, the TCRs have been speeded up this year. They're running about 40 kilos less than one year ago. So they are going uh, quite a bit quite quicker. We've got lap records, I think, every race we've been to this season in qualifying. And that is, you know, they are, as you say, quicker than quite a few, the majority, really, of the, uh, the GS cars, and particularly the gentleman drivers in GS, who aren't even close to the, the pace of the quicker TCRs debris that you spotted earlier Jeremy just in the middle of the two parts of the oak tree corners 11 and 12 side by side action Rock, Rockwell Auto developments and the Victor Gonzalez racing team that's 10 and 11 side by side up towards the top of the hill in fact we've got too wide and too deep there as they go through that's confusing the tracker now did they all get through there and get down the hill remarkably yes they did as they were battling for 8th, 9th, 10th and all the way down to the back of the field there. Uh, that's uh, uh, behind Harry Gottsacker, Preston Brown, Victor Gonzalez, Nick Loyman, uh, Roy Blocks in there as well in the Alpha as the front of the field has already gone through and completed another lap. I'd have probably laid odds against that, John, but indeed <laughs> they did make it all make it through and hats off to them for doing so. Uh, and uh, in, the, in the meantime, a good start there by Cameron Lawrence, Eric Fulgaris, a nice forceful start there by him, realising that Kenny Morello as the championship leader isn't going to force the issue too much at turn one, and Fulgaris kind of squeezed him wide a little bit of the extra corner, perfectly legitimate, uh, and was able to get that second position away oh. uh, from the Mercedes, so the Porsche now runs in second, so we've now got D disaster, uh, Jeremy, six different here. cars. Disaster, oh, no. Jeremy, for Roy Block, and a front-running car in the TCR. Right front tyre is off the ring for the Alpha, and Roy's going to try and get this car back. They've had a good run of form, the TMR KMW Motorsport machine. Now, Roy's got a gear... And he's moving. This was at the exit of turn three, between turn three and turn four. So he's got an awfully long way to go around the track. He's still on the dirt, comes back onto the pavement now. That normally pristine black with uh, red, a sort of a red undercoat on it. Volcano black, I think it's called in alpha terminology. 
Well, somehow Roy's got that out, but he's understeered off it. I'm not sure he realises he's got a right front puncture uh, and uh, no, uh, no air in the front right Michelin tyre. And we are still green at the moment, so he's going to lose a lap here getting that car back. Question was, did he jump or was he pushed? He was involved in that battle with the two Rockwell Auto development cars. He had a little nibble at the back of the number 15 car of Nick Leibniz as he came through turn one. At turn two, he's ahead. Oh, and then he gets a big hit from behind and he must have hit the barriers with the right-hand side front. Or he's just, actually might have just broken the bead. Full course yellow is out. I think he's just broken the bead on that right front tyre because he didn't actually hit anything. The hit from Leibniz on the car was on the rear. And there's some smoke coming out from the left-hand side as well as the right. So full course caution. This will at least let Roy get back to the pits but he's still, I think, going to lose a lap. Short yellow, Jeremy, means what? Means that the pits will not be opened, so uh, you cannot come into the pits uh, without incurring a penalty. That's because we're within 15 minutes of the start of the race, so uh, there will be no wave arounds or pit openings or anything like that. We'll just to get that debris cleared up and be able to get back to racing again. Uh, and if Roy Bock uh, can, can get back to the pit lane, he might stay on the lead lap potentially yeah so i think the bigger problem uh, than uh, than the number five car off the road is the fact that debris yeah. on the way into turn 11 agreed which is that uh, uh wasn't his, was that his tire or not uh, i i don't think so i think that is i think your eagle eye spotted that van der Stur racing aston i think it's either under tray or the part of the uh, uh the undefender part of that car now, this is going to change what the Alpha team can do. He, he needs a tyre. I think they probably would have gone two front tyres had it stayed green or had it not been a short yellow. Of course, now, Jeremy, they can only change the damaged rim under emergency service rules, and then they'll have to come back in when we go back to green. That's right. Uh, but uh, if, they, if they can uh, get that... To that one tyre change and get it back out that as you say will come under the emergency service uh, terminology and he'll be able to get back on the racetrack and if he can then hustle around potentially they can uh, change whatever else they needed to change on that car so the car is up on the jacks now that right front tyre is being changed uh, and he's waved to go on his way again if he can get the car in the gear there he does uh, where are the leaders? The leaders just are coming just coming on around the, the whole now. Yeah. So uh, he might just he might just make this work. He might be able to stay on the lead lap, and that is exactly what the number five team needs. That's the car. It's already won uh, this season on uh, three occasions. Uh, they're fourth place in the championship, but only 170 points back, which is not wow. that much with uh, three races to go this season. And there he is, ahead of the safety car. Yeah, very close, but did get out in front of that bright yellow Lexus uh, and was waved by now that isn't a wick quote wave by that we were talking about he is allowed to do that because the field was not past the safety car line as roy block exited the pit lane so he has not dropped the lap he will hustle back around safely and get back on the end of the tcr field yeah. probably won't catch them well it, it, it's mm. He's going to try. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> he's up through six. The safety car is at four, turn four. Uh, he'll give it a good go. 
yeah. he can't come in anywhere till it goes green. Uh, the car up on its hydraulic jacks, it goes a very long way up the Alpha. Uh, just the one right-hand front tyre being changed. And it's a five-stud wheel, of course, which is what took a little more time. Roy just waiting for the car to come back down, pulled it into gear and took his time, didn't stall it. Absolutely no panic in that stop from the Alpha team. I, I, I think that was really sensibly done there. Yeah. Uh, clearly, Roy didn't realise he had that right front issue because he hadn't had contact there. When he went off sideways, he didn't actually hit anything. He'd been hit from behind and tipped into the sideways spin. But I think just scrubbing across the pavement, Jeremy, broke the yeah. bead uh, on the uh, on the right front. Oh, yeah, I now, think that's hang right. on a minute. No, he, no, uh, no, that's fine. He's allowed. He, I was about to say he's come into a closed pit. Of course he has. Um, but he's yeah. allowed to come in because of the emergency service regulations. Sorry, Jeremy, yeah. go ahead. But as you say, he will have to serve a drive-through once we go back to green. So even if he is able to, able to hustle around and catch up the back of the pack, he's going to fall quite a long way back after that. And uh, Roy, he's, he's quite a character, is Roy. He, he is Argentinian, by the way, uh, despite the name. His family moved to, to Florida uh, when he was... Uh, 10 years old or so back in the uh, very early 80s um, he started his racing out at the uh, the sim sim raceway uh, oh. school yeah, I um, yeah i don't know 10 point. years or so ago probably yeah. now yeah that was uh, that was out at uh, sonoma wasn't it at, yep. at the old cs point old cs point sonoma raceway yeah absolutely yeah. right uh, and uh, just just before we went back, we, we went to yellow there. Kenny Barillo in the third place guy, he just set the fastest lap of the race. I mean, not much to choose between only a tenth of a second quicker than the other three cars with which he's, he's embroiled, was embroiled in that battle at the front of the field. There's top four, which was Cameron Lawrence, Eric Filgueras, Kenny Marillo and Jensen Holtzman, had pulled away a little bit from Rory van der Stur in fifth place. But interestingly, the top uh, positions... Uh, in terms of manufacturers, it was BMW, Porsche, Mercedes, Ford, uh, Aston Martin, uh, and then McLaren. So six different manufacturers holding the top six positions at the moment. Uh, a hello to Michael Friedman, who lives in Auckland, California. Three blocks from where Christian Simchak used to live when he was out there, tuned in. Nice to know that you are. Plenty of people uh, tuned in. We a full day of uh, action here, and uh, Tom Marshallak uh, mowed, weeded, and cleaned the Mustang whilst he was listening to MX5 Cup and Lamborghini, sitting down, listening and watching to this, and Sheer Adam down in the pit lane. We're staying yellow, so I think uh, Roy Block will get back on the end of the Crocodile. He definitely will, as we are yellow for at least this lap. We've got Preston still up on the starter stand, holding out the double yellows and the safety car as the field goes under it once again. So this is good news for Roy Block. While we're saying hello, if I could just say a very special hello to Lindsay and Emerson, who just now said, I do. And I wish I could be with you guys. Ah, very good. Very good. Uh, uh, just from race control, by the way, that incident that caused Roy Block to spin off in the uh, in the Alfa Romeo. Uh, that was the number 15 Rockwell Autosport Development Audi that had contact. Climbers with the contact from behind. That is being investigated. There was a bump before that uh, from the other direction going down into turn one, which was the Alfa into the Audi. 
Um, so th that incident being looked at uh, at the moment in uh, race control. And uh, if we hear anything about any decision or penalty, of course, we will let you know. We've burned 14 minutes of the uh, original two hours, spot on. And we, I think, should be going back to racing in a moment. The only thing they do in the uh, in the even in a short yellow is they do cycle the GS cars back to the front uh, to give them a cleaner start. But what we won't have this time is a split start. So Michael Lewis is going to have to pass those GS cars that he'd already got by. He's going to have to do that again. He's got Mark. Wilkins behind him, then Brian Ortiz for Van der Stur's Hyundai Al uh, Elantra, the blue and white car. So that's three Hyundais and an Audi at the front of the field with our Paul sitter, Chris Miller, sitting down in fourth. At the front of the field, it will be Cameron Lawrence, who was our Paul sitter for Turner Motorsports, ahead of Eric Frilgaris. He was the main mover at the front of the field, sneaked through on the inside at turn one, lap one, and puts the RS1 Porsche into second ahead of Kenny Murillo, started in second and has dropped the third. Jensen Altman started fifth and has found his way to fourth. Looks like um, everybody on the odd-numbered side of the grid did rather well. Uh, Rory Vanister in that Aston Martin, and we are pretty certain that was where the debris came from. So he may have a performance disadvantage. And the top six made up by the Motorsports in action, the Mia McLaren Arteria GT4. Lights are out, safety car has pulled away. Take a deep breath and get ready for more action as the Virginia is for Racing Lovers Grand Prix for the IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge. is about to go back to green. Cameron Lawrence is not going to die waiting. I tell you what, he's got off swinging out the final corner. It's a long run to the start line, but he's timed that absolutely perfectly and has split up the front three or four, five or six cars down into... The horseshoe at turn one. And that was a copy boot restart. Really strung everybody out. Remember, it was a single file restart rather than the double wide. Uh, it, it, as we came back to green. Great fans at two and three. Between two and three, enjoying the restart there. Good evening. Late afternoon to you. Uh, great support always here at VIR and we are back racing again at Turner BMW number 95 Cameron Lawrence with uh, about half a second as he went across the line Jeremy that was a well judged restart from Cam it was wasn't it uh, using all of his experience there driven so many different cars over the years as, as Cameron had a lot of success as well but uh, thoroughly enjoying his role this year with Turner Motorsport driven for the team on occasion in the past but this full time ride this year uh, pairing up with Robert McGuinness. They both had a pole position prior to this weekend, and Cameron Lawrence scored his second pole, of course, uh, yesterday, and taking full advantage of that and leading the way here right now. And uh, he's uh, that that jump is exactly what he needed. But he, yeah. again, he's going to be going to be careful just not to push too hard in the early stages of this race. It's a fine line. It really, really, it's like switching a tyre on for qualifying. Some people can do it very well. Some people can do it not at all. I fall into the second category. Um, I, I just can't seem to get tyres up to temperature quickly when I've got a new set of tyres for, for practice and qualifying. And uh, 
uh, other drivers seem to just know the right amount of push at the right time. That's what Cameron's got this one right at the restart here. No further action um, after review. Um, after review, um, I feel like I should be an NFL referee. After review, the incident involving cars 15 and 5 has proved inconclusive. However, there will be a stop and 10 seconds. Um, there is a stop and 10 seconds penalty for the Alpha improperly served emergency service obligation. So, I... I presume then, Shea Adam, they did not come straight back down the pit lane and that's going to cost them a 10-second stationary penalty. Correct. They should have followed the safety car back down to serve their drive-through penalty for doing emergency service, and they did not. They took the rain flag on the racetrack. So that results in them coming down the pit lane now, doing the penalty and going back out. So still not as bad as it could be. Assuming we get another yellow flag, they're still in this race. Yeah, they have... Uh drop way to the back but they're still on the lead lap crucially in TCR which is led by uh, two Hyundai Alantra, Alantras now as Chris Miller has taken Brian Ortiz on the restart the pull sitter back up to third place in TCR meantime in GS Jensen Altman he moved up a position from the original start and the white with grey racing stripes across the bonnet and multicoloured blue Almost Ford Motorsport blue stripes. For those of you who remember the old RS200 rally cars, always puts me in mind of that. Jensen Altman at the moment in fourth position in his class. Going nicely, thanks very much indeed. And Jeremy will tell me that Kenny Marillo, I think, has just put in the fastest lap of the race. Actually, on the restart uh, lap. Yeah, you did, it, you did it actually the lap before we went to, to the yellow. Ah. Uh, the, the, and now it's just been reset by Eric Fulgaris to come across the line to complete lap eight in terms of 155.921, does uh, Eric Fulgaris. Still somewhere away from the uh, from the lap record, which was set by Ross Gunn back in 2019 with a 52.7 which is a bit of an outlier, I think, these days. The fastest lap last year was a 54.1. Jeremy Shaw with me, John Hindoff in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre, and Chris Miller, after a slightly tardy original start where he dropped down to fourth position from his earned pole position, uh, has dispensed with the Van der Stur Racing Hyundai and is now with Wastegate Chudderpink in the background, having... A little nibble around the back of the third place Hyundai. Uh, that is, sorry, the second place Hyundai. Uh, that is the number one of Michael Lewis. Meantime, the leader in TCR is sitting in behind Ted Giovannis in the TGM Aston Martin Vantage GT4 as they head up the climbing S's. Our leader, Mark Wilkins. Needs not to get too frustrated here. Puts the car to the right-hand side, going into the first part of Oak Tree. Nicely done. Ted, Ted just breathes out, realises the TCRs are coming. And lets a couple of that, lets the top three through. And I think out of the top three, Jeremy, Chris Miller got the best of that. I think he probably did. He's certainly challenging the second of the Hyundai's coming down the coming up the straight towards the uh, roller coaster. He's yes, he got a bit of straight line speed there and he moves up into second position with in the fourth position 
is uh, Brian Ortiz right there as well. That uh, did just uh, get the top four back together in TCR. Then Ted Giovannis in the GS. Then the first of the Hondas, Mike Lamara in the FL5 TCR. And that is the new car. The old car was an FK. And uh, L is after K. That's how the uh, system works. Now towards the first corner. Beautiful evening. Sun behind the cars as they come down towards turn number one, the horseshoe. At Imsa Radio, if you want to get in touch with us. Cameron Lawrence still unable to break the toe, though. He got a good start, but Eric Filgueras has gradually pulled him back. A little bit earlier on, there was a little bit of action. That was the pass for the lead down at turn number four. That was when Mark Wilkins went past the then leader, Michael Lewis, who'd had a cracking run into the back of the GS cars before we got that first intervention from the safety car and the neutralisation of the race. Just keeping an eye on the times they come through. It is Chris Miller, Jeremy, who is quickest in TCR at the moment in terms of his best lap time. Yeah, the pole sitter. It still looked pretty orchestrated, didn't it, between those two Brian Herder cars Very there? Much so. Just left the door wide open, did uh, Michael Lewis and uh, Mark Wilkins said, OK, thank you very much, Neil. I'll go through there and, uh, and lead for a while. So we'll see whether he can uh, maintain that lead with the Audi closing in pretty quickly as they head up straight toward roller coaster one more time. Got good straight line speed, hasn't it, the Audi? Interesting to see. Coming off the corners. Yeah, very good. Interesting to see, Jeremy, that Chris in that yellow, black and white Audi is uh, not trying to get right behind the Hyundai. He's deliberately sitting a car and a half, almost two cars over on that long back straight. And I, I wonder if that is just making sure he's getting enough air through the front of the car. It's a warm day out there. Uh, meantime, Alfredo Najri having a wee bit of a battle at the moment in the number 14 GR Supra. Toyota GR Supra, Gazoo Racing, uh, doing the conversion work for these racing cars. And he's sitting in 13th position in the number 14. With ahead of him, uh, is that the 47? No, he's a little bit further back. One of the BMWs ahead of him. Vin, Vin it is Vin Barletta, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vin Barletta in the 96 car in its green livery this weekend for Turner Motorsport. Mm. And Paul Sparta right in there as well with the Randall Vandals, no, number 92. The car's running well, that green and white car. He's. Uh, having a good first in deal. He'll be sharing that car this weekend with Kenton Cook. They had a great seasonal debut last time out at, uh, at Road America, running right up at the sharp end of the field uh, pretty much all the way through. It's a good, uh, very good performance. They, uh, fuel concerns caught them out towards the end, but they were massively fast, but weren't looking after their fuel consumption quite as well as some of the others. So slip back a little bit, but it's still a really good run for that pair last time out. So we have had uh, 25 minutes. We will be nominating our Michelin moment of the race for both the GS and the TCR class. That comes from Jeremy Shea and myself. Not always uh, total consensus there as 
the LA Honda World number 73. That's Dr. Will Talley. Little slow through Oak Tree, 11 and 12, but has picked up uh, steam again. And that was an incident with the number 99, I'm hearing from Race Control, which is the Victor Gonzalez Hyundai Elantra. And that has been looked at by Race Control. They're coming together at turn number 11. Not the first here, and certainly won't be the last down through the years. <laughs> yeah, fair comment. Fair comment. And uh, it's interesting at this stage in the race that the, the TCRs aren't moving their way through the GS field. Um, I, I think uh, the TCR drivers, they're particularly worried about tyre wear. The front, front, tire, front Michelins take a, a real battering at the best of times, so particularly when it's as hot as it is right now. They're not pushing nearly as hard as they could do yeah, because right. they want to make sure they've got some tyre wear uh, left for later on in the race. And I think the, the Hyundai is, generally speaking, a little bit better on tyre wear than the Audi, uh, the Paul City Audi, Chris Miller, running in second position right now, 157. Three he has set as the fastest lap of the race. The uh, the lap record run here in a TCR car is a 56.5, oh. uh, and the pole time yesterday for Chris Miller was 155.2. So a couple of seconds outside that pole time from yesterday. Whoa. So both Honda uh, LA Honda World cars sideways coming up the hill through what turn five? B, 11 12 isn't it i was at 11 12 all right much further so. round. okay my apologies so. jeremy yes it was uh said on the screen jeremy well done yeah well remembered a uh, couple of quick laps last time around marillo racing kenny marillo did a 55 8 just gonna 56 1 and a 55 7 for jensen altman they're having a proper race now and that's dragging them back towards the two leaders jensen did just pull out of the slipstream have a little look uh, at the previous lap at the roller coaster, but couldn't get through. Shea Adam down in the pit lane. We'll keep an eye on the action. Let's hear from some of the voices from the pits. Welcome back to Insta Racing, Joey Hand. Joey, you ran here last year in the Michelin Pilot Challenge in a Ford Mustang and drove that baby straight into victory lane. You're with McCombie McAleer Racing, who have already had one win today. Feels like things are going well right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. It's always great to be back in IMSA. You know, it's been a, a little sub-in situation for me for the last couple of years, but uh, always great to be driving a Ford Mustang too. A lot of cool things going on with IMSA and just sports car racing. Like like I was telling you, it's a great time to be a sports car racer and it's a great time to be a Ford race car driver. So um, awesome to be part of uh, Cumby McClare and you know driving with Jensen Altman. He's out here getting it done, running the top four here. So yeah, we had, last year we, we did it the hard way we weren't the quickest car last year but we started saving a little fuel early and it came in just played right into our hands in the last lap so um like we got a little better pace this time uh so you never know what's gonna happen there is somebody off uh on the backstretch from between turns nine and uh going into 12 i think it's one of the rockwell motorsport development cars is off the track going slowly i'll keep an eye on that but joe you've raced so many different cars at this track what is it about the mustang gt4 that gives you such a big smile well, when it's comfy, you know how I feel when it's comfy. I'll tell you about that later. But I think, you know, this a lot a lot of it's the Mustang, right? But a lot of it's this racetrack. It's just a great racetrack. You don't see these kind of racetracks all over the world, right? And that's why so many people show up to watch, you know. Um, it's one of those great American racetracks, Road America, VIR, Mid-Ohio, places I love. And 
Yeah, when you know a little, when you've driven here a lot, like I have, you have a little couple tricks up your sleeve, and and those things help you out. So it always feels good. When you've been on the podium somewhere a lot, that always helps too, and we've done that pretty good here. Good luck keeping that streak going today. Oh, yeah, here we go. Well, it was one of the Rockwell cars at the beginning of the lap, the number 15, Nick Leumann's car. He was involved in that incident earlier on. That was inconclusive, as was the incident between uh, the other two cars, Victor Gonzalez, the number 99, and the number 73, Will Tully. And we... Again, this was TCR action and just looked like a, a little mistake again at turn number 11. Oh, so where did he come? He must have pulled off the track. So he was going slowly. Did he pull completely off the circuit? He's gone round again. And we've got the turn of BMW off as well. Now, what's going on here? Track temperature is rising a little bit. Looks like the 96 BMW has gone off the circuit, has now regained the circuit. And the full course yellow has come out. That was turn 12 again. And again, this the, well, actually went off at turn 10. And somehow, oh no, he did hit the wall. I was about to say didn't hit the wall. Back of the car into the tyre stacks there, Jeremy. And that was a bit of a wild ride there with the rear wheels off the road that's second in the championship yeah. has bumped the back of that car and there is damage for will turner and the rest of the team yeah i mean good news for them potentially is that they were under full course caution so he's not going to lose nearly as much time as he would have done otherwise um so uh maybe fortunate there but that was a big off that uh, vin Bolleda had he, he's had a good day uh, it was won the, the bronze category finished third overall i think in the vp racing challenge event earlier on today in a gsx class so he's getting playing track to be qualified uh, uh, in the uh, just outside the top 10 11th position which equals his best qualifying result this season and the last time he qualified 11th they went on to win the race yeah. with robbie foley but they're gonna have to work to do now if they're gonna if they're gonna come back from that but that's a shame nick nick Loymans couldn't get that number 15 audi into a safer location oh, they got refired again yeah, Vin's still going, but reports from Shea in the pits that it doesn't sound good. I think he might have just flattened the exhaust there, which we're losing some power. We've also got a deal with that Rockwell Auto Development uh, Audi that was stuck out on the circuit. And Shea was right. It was going slowly down the back straight, but I was right as well because it did stop between three and four and finally his ground to a halt at turn six, so didn't take the opportunity to come into the pit lane for Nick Loymans uh, and has gone round for another lap uh, and that has been the undoing that was the car that was in contact with the Alpha earlier on so a bit untidy over the last five minutes for a number of cars and drivers as we've got the track services working down at turn number six and in, fa in fact already excellent work by everybody concerned already. Nick's car is under tow through the shortcut, which if you've played any of the platform games, you'll know all about. Trying to find your way around there in the darkness challenges, always a nightmare. And he's on his way back to the pits. 
So almost, in fact, just over half an hour of racing completed and doesn't feel quite, Jeremy, as though we've got in the swing of things yet, to be honest. No, that's right. I mean, we had uh, three laps before we went caution the first time around and this time we had uh, you know, six or seven laps before we've gone back to green again. But this is certainly great news for people like Robin Liddell, uh, Owen Trinkler, uh, uh, Scott Andrews, uh, who three guys in particular who got really fast cars. Uh, their co-drivers are not near as experienced as them and don't have that sort of pace, but this is going to keep them well in contention with the rest of the field and they're going to be able to make their mandatory pit stop only about six minutes or so from now. So probably pretty much when we go back to green, yeah. we'll see those, those guys ducking into the pits and the quicker drivers taking over. And uh, particularly that Chevrolet, it's fast. It's set fastest lap in each of the last two races. Uh, and uh, Robin Liddell is going to be licking his chops right now. Can't wait yeah. to get behind the wheel at number 71 Chevrolet Camaro. Yeah, and with the field compressed as it is, that's really, really good. Uh, and Frank Depew playing his part. He uh, avoided an accident in front of him at Turn 5 at Road America, uh, which kept them going. And we are going to get some takers. The pits have opened. He avoided the accident in front of him here as well and has picked up three or four places, sits in 16th position. Shea Adam, uh, rather surprisingly, perhaps, uh, we've got the top yeah. of the GS field coming in, but not Jensen Altman, who stayed out. Who you got? Well, we are still five minutes away from minimum drive time being met, so I'm very surprised that any cars have come into the pit lane, but doing four tires and fuel. Cameron Lawrence in the number 95 Turner Motorsport BMW. We've got both of the Murillo Racing Mercedeses into the pit lane. Fuel and tires for them as well. Fuel and tires for the RS1 Porsche. It is still Eric Fulgaris, though, because as mentioned, minimum drive time not yet met. Uh, we have Vandersher racing with the number 19 Aston Martin in the 83 BGB Motorsports Porsche. They're doing fuel only on that car. Uh, no, it's up on the air jacks. I take that back. Fuel and tires for Carbon in the number 39 Porsche. First car to get rolling once again uh, was further down the pit. I think that was RS1. I think RS1 jumped Turner in that pit stop sequence. Carbon with a fantastic stop. Really good stop also from the number 27 Lone Star Racing Mercedes. They did fuel and tires. Vin Herletta. That was the sound of the Turner BMW. The left-hand tailpipes, there are four tailpipes on this car. The left-hand ones are firmly in the center of the car, if not slightly on the right-hand side. Yeah, that's going to cut some power from the 96. It's not breathing right, and if your car doesn't breathe right, it's not making the uh, same amount of power. It's all about back pressure, and these things are very, very uh, highly... Um, worked out by very clever people actually very uh, a huge amount of calculation goes into this it looks a bit pre-loved at the back the uh, fuel flap is flapping flap flap and flap not like the foxtail manta just sitting on the right hand side that is uh, a bit second hand that car after backing in to the tyres it's going to be pretty close, Jeremy, isn't it? Uh, those guys who've just pitted may rue this because they'll be, there might be an opportunity at the end of this yellow for the guys who haven't pitted to come in after 40 minutes. Yes, but uh, this splits up the race. I mean, they can still easily make it to, to the end uh, with, uh, I mean, I think everybody's going to have to make two stops during this race in, in any case. So they can get to the end with just one more stop from here. Uh, and most of the guys who come in now uh, are, are cars that have um, 
equally quick drivers, if you like, for the second yeah. stint. So it doesn't really matter who's driving the car at this stage. The guys who have a significantly faster guy to get into the car, they might they just serve out their, their 40, 40 minutes now and then make their stop and hand over. Uh, but it's mainly the guys who are who who have some you know, e equally fast drivers. They have you know, a much point here. wider window to play with. If you like. Yeah, and a point here, Jeremy. Who's gonna? Who is it gonna be this week? Who gets caught out and brings their first driver in a minute too early because they've forgotten that, that the pit lane time that they've just spent doesn't count we saw that last time out tcr pit lane is now open share adam has some callers the number 33 hyundai is in they're doing fuel and tires for that car we've also got the 10 from the rockwell autosport they too are doing fuel and front tires sticker tires going on to both of the bha hyundai's further up the pit lane that would be the number one and the number 98 but again no driver changes because we have had one hour 21 minutes and 20 seconds to go meaning that they are about a minute and a half short from when they came into the pit lane the pit stop times from the gs cars anywhere from 49 seconds for the 28 rs1 porsche to a minute and 54 for the 88 so we do have to add that time on so that these guys don't undercut their times and i'm a little worried because i see robbie foley up on the wall already the three brian herda autosport hyundais were the first three cars back off the pit lane then we had the 17 audi from unitronic jdc and then i believe that was Diley. i think Diley actually had a really good stop on that one no they didn't come in uh who was that car oh it was the uh la honda world the blue one the uh car that got out first was the number one michael lewis and he's putting a lot of uh, heat into his back tyres. Almost lost the car, actually, flicking its tyres. Has got something hanging down underneath the right front of that car. Um, maybe part of the, the underbody, the engine tray there. And in 15 seconds, we will have had 40 minutes. Uh, and I... <laughs> I do reckon that we'll see some people in here, Jeremy. They've waited two extra laps under the uh, under the safety car. The, the GS class split is happening now. So are we going to see some of these cars at the front of the field who haven't pitted? Are they going to peel in to the pit lane straight away? Problem will be, of course, they'll then end up, won't they, behind the TCR cars. It's a, it's a, it's a they're gamble here. In any case, no, yeah. they're going to be, they're going to do that in any case. So, uh, the answer to your question is, I think uh, yes, but um, it'll be. We won't. Oh, maybe we are going to go green this time around. Oh, we're going green. Safety this time car lights just gone off. Yes. Um, so, uh, but that that's fine. They can they can still come in now if they so choose. Correct. Forty minutes and thirty nine seconds have elapsed. Only remember for the cars that have not yet stopped. The first GS car in line that has stopped is the accelerating performance. Well, that can't be right. No, sure. it's, it's it, it, he was that had a problem earlier Oh, on, that's right. So it's uh, it's uh, the RS1, Eric Fagueras yeah. car. Shea was right, yeah. they did bite everybody out. Now, I reckon everybody is pretty okay now. Not Here everyone's coming in, but Altman's coming in. But the motorsport in action, Eric, uh, Alex Filsinger car, we've gone back to green. As Jeremy mentioned, the lights were out, so it will be the McLaren Artura GT4 of Alex Filsinger go through, then Alfredo Najri, then Moise Oreski, then the first of the pit stoppers. That's Eric Fulgaras and Shea Adam. You've got the 40-minute club in with you. 
I do, and the clearest of all of them will be Jensen Altman to Joey Hand. So very good stop from MMR to time that. They are doing front tires only for this Ford Mustang. We've got Vin Barletta clear of doing his drive time. They needed to get to one hour, 19 minutes, and six seconds elapsed for him to have hit minimum time. They got that and a little bit more. It's now Robbie Foley taking over the 96 Motorsport BMW to the end of this race. The crew members addressing some of the damage at the rear of the car, but not all of it. Also into the pit lane, the number 57 Windward Racing Mercedes. That car now has Daniel Moore out of board. We've got Frank DePew jumping out of the Rebel Rock Racing Camaro. It comes in third in the championship, handing over to Robin Miguel. Kenton Cook is aboard the Random Vandals BMW, number 92, after Paul, Star Paul Sparta did a great opening stint. That is the sound of the number 59 Mustang from Core Autos Motorsport, but they did a really bad job there blending back into the fast lane, driving down the transition lane for quite some time. So Luke Mars might get a slap on the hand for that. And that is now a very quiet pit lane all of a sudden. Great stops by everybody. Yeah, and very good for Robin Liddell. I think, it's, I think the 71 team, Rebel Rock Racing, have got him turned around pretty quickly. So Robin into the end now. All of those driver changes that Shea just mentioned, they are in to the end of the race. One more pit stop for everybody. But what they've got to do now, all those drivers who've stopped, let's make this very simple. In simple words, they are, the, they are generally speaking, the faster drivers, the closers, if you will. And they have now got to use this little bit of track space that they've got at the back of the field and start taking time out of Alex Filsinger, Alfredo Najri, Moise Oretsky, particularly Eric Vilgaris, who's made a stop, but not the stop for the lead. Now, interestingly, Anton Diaz Pereiros and Tom Collingwood have come in uh, to the pit lane to make their second stop and to do their driver change as well, Jeremy. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Uh, because you know, they came, they came, well, I mean, they came in uh, earlier on, they, they filled it up with fuel and sent them out again. So now all they've got to do is just change the driver and get out and go. So they don't have to wait for any fuel or, or anything like that. So uh, that's the reasoning behind that why that strategy is playing out. And they're going to hope that they can uh, somehow make some, make some ground as a result of it. By the way, in TCR, it was the Victor Gonzalez racing team that took the lead, courtesy of not stopping. Jordan Wisely uh, is in the 74 Hyundai in second. Michael Lewis, the first of the stoppers, the number one car got out first and is in third, having made uh, a stop. Uh, Shay Adam down in the pit lane for an update on car number 73, LA Honda World, Honda Civic. This is the blue one. It did not come into the pits during that sequence. I was wrong. Apologies to the team. They are having radio issues, trying to communicate with Dr. Will Talley. They are trying to flag him in to come back into the pit lane, and they're hoping the radio issues get solved once they do the driver change, but that is never an easy thing. Might just be a loose plug. Let's hope it is uh, for their sake. That car was one of the cars that uh, went sideways. A bit of... AMG on AMG action and in fact teammate on teammate action at the, the far end of the racetrack and the 56 Marillo racing car breaking headlights I think as it ran into the back of its teammate there was certainly some debris Justin Piscatel running into the back of Kenny Marillo there they're in sixth and seventh position and slight yeah. damage on both of those cars and that's not good at the the championship leading car is the, the one that's ahead on the road with Kenny Murillo at the wheel. He's one of the uh, 
drivers has not yet changed uh, in this race. Yeah, and th th that it was his teammate uh, doesn't make it any better either. Oh, there's worse. damage. There's damage on the undertray, and he goes side by side with the number 39, the Carbon uh, Porsche. And this is the championship leader. Got to be clean here. His teammate following through. There was a bit of hip and shoulder there, but there's definitely bodywork or under tray at least flapping to the right rear of that number 72 of Kenny Marillo as he's coming through laughed traffic there and who did we put in the number 39 last time around as as it's still Sean McAllister he started the race and we've got the windward car off at the final corner and Daniel Morad in that car Daniel Morad in the Tecumet sponsored machine i'm looking at that car he's going to come into the pit lane because i think there's left front steering damage on that car it didn't look right to me as oh and he's really struggling keeping it straight in the pit lane weaving it backwards and forwards but i, I think that could be a slightly longer stop is it just it might just be a tire it might just be a tire again looks like it may have come off the beat there they are shouting, tyre, tyre, tyre. It's the left front. Cher Adam on our way. We'll get to her in a moment. As Alex Filsinger leads the motor race by five seconds from Alfredo Nashri for Ave Motorsport in second. McLaren from Toyota from BMW with Cameron Lawrence moving up into third ahead of Eric Filgueras, who was the first of the pit stoppers. Now drops back to fourth position and second of the cars that have stopped. Then Kenny Marillo for Marillo Racing, Sean McAllister for Carbon. Uh, having that battle that we were describing earlier on with those two Mercedes. And Shea Adam is looking at the left front of the Windward AMG, Daniel Morad. Odd one for Daniel, that. Shea Adam. You were spot on. The Michelin just came off the bead. Very, very weird. Chris is having a look at it now, their tire guy. But everybody seems a bit perplexed. There, there's been a lot of very, very sideways moments today. And it's hot and it's grippy. Uh, and I wonder if that is just uh, putting a little more stress that the tires are getting hot, maybe getting uh, to their operating temperatures a bit earlier than people were expecting. And now another problem for the Rockwell Auto Development car. This is the number 15 again. With Nick Lyman's behind the wheel. And he's not getting that car home. He's already on the grass. And this Again? is not... Yes, this is just moving slowly, Jeremy. It's Get literally... Get out of the way. It's literally just come out. It's done one lap. Now, he, let's see if he can get that. There are a lot of cutouts here. Don't stop it there. I think he's dead stick, Jeremy. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's dead stick. Uh, and this is turn three, NASCAR bend. He did a lap. He came out from behind the wall. He's done a lap. He's just crossed the start-finish line. And and also off LA Honda World. This is the 37 <laughs> car. This is a turn, the Oak Tree corner. Uh, and that car is in the tyre stack. We haven't seen that. It's Mike Lamara who is behind the wheel. And we haven't seen that too often today. Plenty of people in the dust, but not many people in the tyres. He's trying to get reversed gear. Hour and ten minutes still remain, and that is Mike just understeering off. Light contact with the double tyre stack on driver's left in the middle 
of the Orb Tree corners. Well, I said it had been untidy. And can't see that that car is moving at them. Oh, yes, it is. Well, do you know what? You can have the curse of the top commentator. Maybe you can have the reverse as well. Um, because I couldn't see that car coming out there. <laughs> the redemption of the commentator, it's been suggested by Shea. So we've stayed green at the moment. And Scott Andrews has just set a new quick lap for the race in the Lone Star Racing Mercedes-Benz. He's down in 18th position. Yeah, done that in each of the last two laps, actually, John. There's number 27, Carl Scott Andrews. He's one of the one of the drivers that came into the pits uh, after the the lap after the the, uh, the restart. So he's quite a ways back behind everybody else. But that car is fast. It's been fast all weekend ah. long. He was quickest, I think, in one of the practice sessions. He was second quickest, actually, in the first session behind uh, behind the other uh, Mercedes of uh, Daniel Morad. So the Alpha has come into the pit lane just before a full course yellow has been called yeah. again. And this is for Mike Lamara, who could not get that car all the way out. Maybe there was slightly more damage to the left front than we could see. Uh, and straight behind the wall for the number 15 Rockwell car. So that car is not the car that's caused the full course yellow. It was the car off the track at Oak Tree. But that car is going back to its paddock area. Mike Lamara looks about as unhappy as a driver can be when you can only see his eyes. He's uh, unfastened his straps uh, in the car. And he's clearly not happy about something. Uh, yeah, came into this weekend fifth in the points. Former series champion, of course, is Mike Lamari. Won the uh, ST Championship back with in 2012 with Terry Borchella, if I remember re correctly. And uh, he's still driving really, really well, is Mike. He's he's had several good, really good results this season. He was on the podium the first round of the championship at Daytona, uh, and he actually set he set fastest lap in the race also uh, in, in round number three of this championship uh, at Wiltek. Raceway Laguna Seca as well, so it's been a good season for him. He'd be really disappointed to have made that mistake and uh, run that car off the road. Well, we'll see if we'll see if the Marillo cars come into the pit lane next time around. If we do, she's going to have a look at the right rear of the number 72 to see if uh, she can discern what bit is hanging down. So that strike on the wall has taken out the the uh, door mirror cover for Mike Lamara and the, L and the uh, LA Honda World Honda. He was on his in lap, we're hearing, for the pit lane. Ryan Eversley was up on the wall, ready to go. So that will be certainly part of the cause of Mike's frustration. Just understeered off. And I think he's done damage to the left front of that car. As he reversed it out, it didn't seem to come out quite as straight. Uh, yeah, and in fact, they've got a roll back already up at the top, one of the big flatbeds, along with our AMR safety team. As ever, we pay great tribute to our AMR safety team, track services, the VIR safety team, and all of our course marshals, flag marshals, those on post. 
those observing, etc. And we thank them for their greatest gift of time. Now, Very good news this caution period for those that have just, just made a pit stop, particularly number 39, 44, 17 and 5. They've come in just before that caution period, so they're going to be able to have made their stops, made their driver changes and still come up to the back of the pack. Really, really good news for them. Uh, bad news, particularly for Alex Filsinger yeah. in the, the leading car, but he was doing a nice job, wasn't he? He was, he was not only out front, he was actually edging clear yeah. of that battle for second position. Number 95 car, Cameron Lawrence, he's worked his way through two or three cars. They got, past, first of all, past Phil Garris, then past Nasri as well, but he really wasn't making any ground on Filsinger, the uh, young Canadian driver who was going very, very well in that motorsport in action, McLaren Artura. Question for me now, Jeremy, is the TCRs are getting close to be able to go from here. We're only about yeah, five minutes. Yeah, this will be a short yellow. This will be a short uh, yellow because yeah, we're within 15 minutes of the previous good caution point. period, so they're not going to have an opportunity now to make a pit stop. Yeah, so for uh, Alice Fil Filsinger, not only does he lose his lead, he doesn't get a chance to make a yellow well, flag pit stop either. He, well, he won't lose his lead. He'll, oh, he'll he's, hang he's on lost to the lead, the gap, but he sorry. can stay out. Yeah, he can stay out in front. Yeah, my point is uh, he's, he's lost he, the five he seconds he built up, though. Right. Yeah. So uh, he, and he can, you know, with all the caution period that we've had so far, he can go a little bit longer before he makes his stop. And from there, conceivably, uh, actually, he, he, it's, it's not out of the realm. He might be able to make it a one, one more pit stop after that, and everybody else is going to have to stop uh, as well. So yeah. uh, it might not be a total dead loss for that motorsport in action team. Well, they've rolled the dice now, and I think they've got to stick with that kind of thinking and say, we've got to just keep pushing as far into the race as we can and try and get to a spot where we can do one more pit stop. I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Jeremy. Uh, 55 minutes of racing gone. So uh, just on an, an hour or 65 minutes uh, remaining. Here's how it stands, just in case we do get some pit stoppers. Uh, Alex, Fils Alex Filzinger in the Motorsport in Action, the Mia McLaren Artura uh, leads at the head of the field and we still haven't started recovery uh, yet of the LA Honda World car. Uh, in fact, there's a second tow truck coming up there because I think this this needs a lift. It's not even going to go easily onto the flatbed. So there was clearly more damage than we realised on that car. So it's Phil Singer from Cameron for Turner Motorsport and the BMW number 95, the yellow and blue car. Fredo Najri uh, for Toyota and the red, white and black Supra, number 14 in third. Kenny Marillo has the orange and blue Murillo Racing Mercedes uh, in AMG, I should say, really, in fourth position. Then Fulgueras in the RS1, the grey and green Porsche. That is fifth position. Murillo Racing second car, just Piscatel in sixth position. That's the 56 car. Rory van der Stoer in the Aston Martin, which we thought had a bit of damage earlier on, but he's been keeping up with the top cars there, still sits in 7th position, that number 19 blue and white Aston Nola Sport, Adam Adelson multicoloured Porsche number 47, Garrett Adams for fast track racing BMW, then the Lone Star Mercedes of Scott Andrews the very quick Scott Andrews as the fastest lap of the race is in 10th, now who are the guys who have changed Kenton Cook didn't start the race, so um he is in the Random Vandals Racing BMW. Uh, Scott Andrews didn't start the race, Jeremy, did he? Correct. 
No, he didn't. So Scott Andrews is into the end. Kenton Cook is at the end of the random vandals BMW. So is Robin Liddell for Rebel Rock Racing in the Camaro. Yeah. And right behind him is Robbie Foley, despite yeah. that big off yes. for Vin Barletta. He's still up there just outside the top 10 or 13th position for car number 96. But have done their driver changes. The key thing yeah. is that the top nine have not done their driver changes yet. Right. And everybody else behind that has. Yes, correct. This is going to be still an intricate recovery as we're coming down to the hour-long mark. Yeah, it was a front-end lift that was needed. Now, I dare say that car won't be brought all the way back. It might just go into the pit lane on the back straight. I think that 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 the number 64 car is shown as a lap down. I think that that ploy, did they? No, they didn't come in with everybody else, did they? Uh, it was a slow. They've only made they've only made one stop, haven't they? It was a slow pit stop. On Trinket yeah. is in the car. Yeah. But because the number 96, one of the reasons because 969 didn't come in, well, no, not even because of that, just a bad stop and they've lost a lap apparently. Yes. It's bad news for him. They will get onto the back of the GS field, however, because we're doing the class split now. Actually, they are pulling that uh, Honda all the way back around. Yeah, by the way, this is 188th start now for Owen Trinkler. <laughs> Combined starts between the two TGM cars in this championship coming into this weekend is 609. Uh, and the, the combined age of number 46 and 64 is 226, which is uh, pretty impressive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of starts per year have even been on the planet, never mind per year of their racing. Yeah. Uh, that's to be uh, quite candid there. Experience of life as well as experience of racing. That's it, TGM. Well, we've cleared the Mike Lamara LA Honda World Civic. Uh, the Rockwell car did make its way back round using some of the shortcuts and has gone back into the paddock. So as soon as we get the GS cars to the front, which has now happened, the pit light closed has gone out I am told so it looks like we're going to go green next time around and uh, get the memes out we're halfway there just on the hour mark if only everyone could hear what they was singing in my ear but it uh, unsurprisingly was living on a prayer safety car lights are out so we will go green at the end of this lap Robin Liddell in 12th position started his charge to the front from 17th for the win last time out second across the line given the win afterwards of course and we will have... Second time we've had that this season, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely right. We will have pit callers. I'm fairly certain of it. From the cars at the front of the field. Let's see if Alex Filsinger pulls straight off the Lexus safety car. Streaks away. Alex Filsinger is uh, staying much closer to the safety car than I would have expected if he was coming in. I, 
I think he's going round. He is. He gets the yeah, hammer down. The, yeah, no reason to come in now. No, absolutely not. However, in comes the Van der Stur racing Aston Martin for Rory Van der Stur. So Shea will have a look at that one. That car we think had damage. Another great restart from Phil Singer with the Cameron Lawrence BMW in behind. Side by side behind that, the number 64. That is the TGM car. Well, that's Owen Trinkler. So Owen Trinkler. Oh, and there's a touch there from Trinkler onto the BMW, I think, in front of him. And the 95 Turner car of Cameron Lawrence is in the fence. He'll pull it straight out. So Owen Trinkler is two cars away now. I think one car away from unlapping himself, Jeremy. So he was in that train. Not sure how that is showing on the timing as it is. But that is the case. Trinkler is right there in the 64 on the restart. But of course, there was no pass around. He's a GS car. So that number 95 BMW has got back on the circuit. We'll get the Shea in a moment because there's a bit of drama down in the pit lane for the Vanister racing car. And there Just was def him. definitely a push Just there. Absolutely coming out uh, of the uh, NASCAR Tourner and bump drafting on the straights. Yes, bump drafting coming out of corners. Isn't bump drafting, it's just pushing. Now there's been a few cars into the pit lane, including Robin Liddell, who is in and yes. out. He's now, I reckon he's fueled to the end. He will go to the end of this race. Meantime, there's drama for Vanister Racing. Shea Adam has news. They came in to do their stop, and they did execute four-tire change and a driver change, handing over to Denis Dupont. Unfortunately, the car with the rear balance was not cleared to go back out. The tech official, Jim Fowler, was staring at it and said to the crew, this is not safe. I can't let you back out onto the track. The crew then put jack stands underneath the car and stomped on that balance to get it to come apart from the rest of the vehicle. They did manage to that but then they dropped the car still on the jack stand and then there was a real rotation as well so day goes from bad to worse for vanderster also into the pit lane just now we've got uh mccombie mackler racing fuel only for joey hand the nola sport number 47 porsche is in elliott skier taking over from adam adelson that is a driver change fuel stop only and fuel tires and driver change for the number 28 rs1 porsche stephen mackler is behind the wheel of that one now yeah, it's uh, Austin McCusker who's gone back out the Van der racing Aston Martin that was having uh, that issue. He looks like he'd have to come back in uh, for a drive-through if he had rotating wheels. They'll have been watching that. And the 64, Owen Trinkler has been given a penalty drive-through for incident responsibility with the Turner Motorsport machine. So oh, that was bizarre. I mean, you, you're, you, the, the point of the contact there, you're accelerating out of the corner. So it's bizarre that the, the Aston should have that much speed coming off the corner well, to, be honest, to, to cause a problem. Yeah. Uh, in traffic, things happen, but you've got to keep your wits about you. Owen, work. I mean, he's got a fast car. He's worked his way through the second, and he's challenging to go back onto the lead lap. Well, he, he, he was he was up there you know, at the restart. He, he'd been lapped down, but he was he was ahead of most of the other contenders. I'm not sure he passed anybody after the restart, but uh, he was a lap down. Uh, but he wasn't at the tail end of the field. No, indeed so. And 
into the pit lane for Owen Trinkler. This is his drive through, so this is going to put him back in traffic. Four cars come across the line together, three of them GSs, down towards the first corner. Handy little lead now for the yeah. uh, Alex Filsinger car. Now, it's been going on out on the circuit. A little bit of uh, TCR action, and it's the other Rockwell Auto Development car, and a fine piece of avoidance by Tim Lewis, who's now aboard the KMW with TMR uh, Alfa Romeo. So that was the uh, number 70, uh, the number 10 rather, uh, uh, from Rockwell, and the number 70, the uh, Hyundai Elantra, which has been in and out of the pits. Jacob has taken that car back out again. Yeah. They're good. They should be good, good to go from here. And uh, that uh, number five Alpha that made a pit stop right before yeah, that, that caution period. So Tim Lewis Jr. is at the wheel of that car in sixth position now in the TCR, and he'll be uh, chomping at the bit now, ready to get into this uh, final 53 minutes of the race. The other guy who's been charging since the restart is Kenton Cook in Calumet 92. He's took the restart in the 11th position. A couple of cars have come into the pits, but he's now up inside the top five. Uh, fourth position, actual fact, for number 92, that's a random Vandals VMW. And uh, Kento Cook is, if not past already, about to go past uh, Alfredo Nagri. But it's still that McLaren that leads. Second advantage here of a uh, nearly empty tank of fuel, but uh, also running some impressive lap times at this stage in the race. You know, with an hour gone in the race, still the same tyres, of course, on which he started, because he, uh, along with Alfredo Nagri, the only two that have not yet made a pit stop in this race yeah in the whole and it should be able to go to the end from you know if they another yeah they should be able to go 52 minutes from here to make their you know, final stop and uh, be good to go yeah totally agree uh robin liddell is fueled to uh, tired till the end uh, he's hoping for a caution now in particular which will put him in particularly good stead because uh, with a caution now robin liddell joey hand uh, also, Chris Wilson, Elliot Skier and Stephen McAuley, they could go, go to the end, whereas everybody else will still need to make one more pit stop. Side-by-side -side action at turn four, and it's AMG on AMG again. And this time, it's the number 57. That is That car had a problem earlier on, didn't it? The uh, windward car, that's going through on the 72 Marillo racing car. So that was a position change there as well. Just a note about Robin Liddell. He came out of his pits for that final splash in 17th position in class. Just seeing yeah, that. With a really fast car. Yeah, so he's already back. up to 14th. And so if you're at the side of the circuit, you might want to take just a, a step or two back uh, from the edge of the track at the moment as Robin Liddell is uh, relishing this challenge. Also going nicely earlier on, Scott Andrews in the number 27. It's the Lone Star Racing Blue AMG. He was setting very good lap times early on, so that's clearly a car that is going nicely. The blue, silver number two, 27, just at the top of the hill now, coming down the aptly named roller coaster. And we've got 50, all of a sudden, Jeremy, we've got uh, 50 minutes to go and another penalty. And this is for Alex Rockwell in the Rockwell Auto Developments car for that incident responsibility with the Daily Motorsport car. 
and that will be just a drive through. Now, here's what we wanted to see. Kenny Marillo in and Alex Filsinger in for his first stop. Shea Adam is waiting down by the Marillo car. We've already seen one car have to have remedial work. This car's got damage to the right rear as well, Shea. It does, John. This isn't a is what I saw in the Aston Martin. This valance that's hanging down is only partial. It's right below the exhaust. It's a piece of carbon, and it's held in with several other screws on the right-hand side, even though the ones in the middle and the left-hand side have come off. Now, the sister car came in just a lap ago. That was Justin Piscatel handing over to Eric Foss. They did left-side tires only. Now, watching what Marillo is doing, they have done the two left-side tires. They are also changing the right front. They are not changing the right rear, waiting on the driver change. This is an exceptionally slow driver change, as they were done with fuel quite some time ago. Kenny Murillo shuts the door, and that car does go back out. There was no concern from the IMSA tech officials with this car. That one is allowed to continue. That would have been the worry. Um, not sure how much performance they're losing from that. The underside of the car nowadays, even in a GT, Four car is still providing some downforce, and that sort of downforce is good downforce, Jeremy, because it's not draggy downforce. So you get the push down through the twisty bits without the slowing down on the straighter bits. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair comment there. And uh, th those pit stops for the two leaders, by the way, number 69 and 72, that put Kenton Cook into the lead across the start and finish line. But I think Scott Andrews was able to make the pass into turn one. So I think next time around, we'll see Scott Andrews in that Lone Star racing Mercedes in the lead of this race. That's car number 27. Uh, and he's uh, been uh, super quick. Uh, and he's, he's now actually just come into the pits. Yeah. So Kendrick Cook will go back into the lead as they complete their 30th lap. Uh, and uh, Scott Andrews, he knows he can get to the end from here and run fast. So he's come into pits now for service with that number 27 Mercedes. And off for the number 74 Hyundai. Cabo Bingham for... Uh, excuse me. For the... Yes, for the Hyundai Elantra. Confused myself there. And that has got a whole heap of grass in, so he'll need to come into the pit lane. Alex Rockwell comes out having to serving his penalty, and Bigham comes immediately into the pit lane. I think that's very smart indeed. Let's keep an eye on the cars coming up through the field. We've still got Matt Pombal leading in ninth position overall in TCR. At ninth position overall, leading TCR. Let me put those words in the right order so that it actually makes some kind of sense. The LA Honda World number 73 then leads by two seconds from Mikey Taylor in the Unitronic Audi. That was the Paul sitting car from the Alfa Romeo in third. That was a car that had a tyre pulled off the rim earlier on but stayed crucially, stayed on the lead lap. They got a bit of luck with that but also... Ken did a good job to bring that car back. They're still to... Uh, yeah, I think they've still got to make their last stop, haven't they? Robin Liddell is up to 12th overall, 9th in class now. And lapping round about 8 tenths of a second faster than the leading cars. At least that, actually. Uh, although Robbie Foley's picked up the pace recently and is closing down on Kent Cook at the head of the field. Jeff Westfall just did his best lap with a 55-9. More pit stops. Spencer Pompelli heads to the pit lane from third. 
Stephen Cameron Racing comes in as well. These are the guys deciding it's time to go. And remember, they've got to have their... If they haven't had their second driver in, they've got to be in well before the 40 minutes. Mark, let's go down to the pit lane to Motorsports in action. Alex Filsinger is out of that car, having led the race. Shea Adam. Alex, it started with a great qualifying by you yesterday, but then to go into the race to lead, did you swap out your fuel bottle or your water bottle for extra fuel or something? That was amazing. I, I wish I didn't even have a water bottle in the car. No way. I, uh, I just focused forward and drove my drive. What is it about this track that suits your style? Uh, it's all high speed and technical, and that's where I shine. Low speed stuff really uh, doesn't work for me, but this is just awesome. Does this place remind you a little bit of CTMP, a bit of home stomping ground? A little bit, yeah. Well, hey, great job out there. Good luck. Hopefully we see you at the podium. Thank you. Well, yeah, how's that going to play out with that car? And Jesse Lazar now behind the wheel of that car has dropped all the way down to 21st. But take nothing for granted here. 21st in class, I should say. No, but it's certainly looking good for Robin Liddell here. If he's got enough fuel, uh, that uh, Chevy Camaro can be pretty frugal as well. So uh, we saw last time out at Road America, it was uh, very frugal. He was uh, able to spin out that final stint a long, long way, as were the two Fords that finished uh, behind him as well, end up being on the podium with the Chevrolet Camaro. Yeah, so he's he's actually driven through. So uh, right now, when Kent Cook... No, he made his pit stop before everybody else. Yes, but he, he, yes, he, he made his second pit stop uh, and then, you know, he, he's not going to need the, the yellow flag you were talking about because the cars ahead of him are all about to stop. He's going to end up in second position. That's what I'm behind, saying. Yeah, behind Jeff Westfall. That's so what I'm saying. He, he's he in did, really good shape. He didn't need the, uh, the yellow flag. Um, fuel and left side only for Turner Motorsports. Shea Adam is at the pit stop. Yep, and that is the driver change going on, too, for that number 95 Turner Motorsport BMW. Uh, 96, sorry, actually, no, that's not a driver change. That's Robbie Foley staying aboard. Random Vandals was in. Kenton Cook, fuel and left side tires for him as well. And this is fuel, tires, and driver change. Julian Centero taking up for the number 14 Ave Motorsports Toyota. So, Kenton Cook stays in that car. He's fueled to the end of the race now for random vandals, but he's of course dropped back down, given that time in the pit lane. The RV Supra is in. Is any work going on on that? Oh yes it is, yeah. Car's back down on the ground. Yep, excuse me, fuel and left side for that car as well. And now we've got an empty pit lane with Alfredo Najri having brought the Toyota in, and Julian Santero taking it out. Fascinating. Now, let's see what happens, Jeremy, for the next 43 minutes, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. This is going to be really interesting. And, of course, yeah, Robin Adelso certainly looking really, really good here. Uh, but uh, he's going to make, you know, he, he won't be pushing too hard at no. this stage. We want to make sure he's got some some rubber underneath that Chevrolet Camaro in the closer stages. And as well as being having good fuel consumption and good pace, the Chevy uh, is also pretty good on its tyres as well. So uh, everything is looking you know, looking good for the Scotsman at the moment. That Chevy Camaro, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, 
it, it weighs more than the Porsche Cayman, certainly, but it's it's lighter than most of the other cars in this film. It's 50 kilograms lighter than the BMWs, for example. Going to be a drive-through for Taylor Hagler. Pit lane speed violation, just one kilometer an hour, but that will take her out of fifth position in that number one. Brian Herter Autosport with Curb Agajanian Alantra. Robert Wiggins in the number 33. That car has the fastest lap of the TCR race. The pace picking up. We've still got Mikey Taylor and Tim Lewis way ahead of the rest of the TCR field because they still owe us a pit stop, I believe. In the Audi number 17 for Unitronics and the Alfa Romeo. No, actually, they, didn't they just stop just before the yellow came out for Mike Lamara? I think they did. Yes, that and the Alpha that are running 1-2 now in TCR, and actually third and fourth overall. Yes. Those two cars both came in before that final caution, that last caution period. So they can they go? Well, it'll be a stretch, that's for sure. But uh, it's not, it's not, it's not beyond the realm of possibility. Yeah, they've got a heck of a lead on everybody else in the class, though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, because so, they came in right before that caution yeah, period. Yeah, absolutely. So they now can just pace themselves to the end. Matt Pombo picks up his pace in the number 73 LA Honda World Civic. It's the fastest lap of the TCR race, 156.4. So Andrew still has the GS fastest lap, 153.8. And just remember this number, 25.8 seconds. That's the gap between Jeff Westfall and Robert Liddell in respectively the car bomb with Peregrine Porsche and the Chevrolet Camaro. Yeah, the, the only other guy who's who's really in contention, I think, is potentially Scott Andrews. Yeah. Uh, who is uh, that? That car is, he's already set the fastest lap of the race. He's running in fifth position overall at the moment, behind the two TCRs. Although he might have dispensed with them by now, because he was right with them at the beginning of this lap. But uh, are the are the guys are on a kind of a conventional strategy, uh, determine. Oh, yeah. Uh, we see the number 95 car there and the and the McLaren. They're running together now, but they were what, first and second. They're now uh, 20, 20th and 21st. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff in the booth. Shea Adam down in the pit lane. If I sound like I'm concentrating very hard, it's because I've been doing a wee bit of arithmetic uh, if the race was to end now in GS your championship leader would be the number 72 car on uh, I reckon 1900 points uh, in second place on 1860 would be the number 71 Camaro and the 96 BMW his teammate got turned around Whoops. a little while ago. That's a replay, is it? Uh, by is Owen Trinkler. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so the 96 Turner car will be 10 points further That's back. That's bizarre. So the top three in GS will be separated by 50 points, five zero points, if the race ended as it is right now. Something tells me that Christian Simchak for Murillo will be trying to improve. Has got his teammate ahead of him by a couple of seconds. Don't see them helping out too much there. There was a wee bit of tap between those two 
early on, but that's a long way back for Simchak to stretch out that lead. Can't afford any more problems there. No, and uh, yeah, he, he's come out ahead. He came into the pits on lap. Yeah. Lost it now. On lap 29, so five, five, five or six laps to go. He came in to the pits on the same lap as did the McLaren, the number 69 car. Uh, and uh, they, they were pretty much nose to tail before that stop. Uh, number 72 car is out ahead of the 69 and the 95, which is also right with them, but had that, that uh, tap into a spin earlier on. But he's still got an awful lot of work to do, uh, does Christian Shimjak, to, to make up some useful championship positions points, I should say. Let's head down to the pit lane, and Shea Adam has uh, more drivers to talk to in what's been a, a fraction race so far, Shea. Difficult to get into the rhythm of it. Let's hope for a bit of green flag racing here for the last 40 minutes or so. Yeah, it has been difficult for sure, but for the starting drivers, I mean, Michael Lewis, even you stayed out there for quite a long time, and you look exhausted. How hard is it going to be for these drivers to take it to the checkered flag? Yeah, VIR is a tough track in itself, you know, whether it's cold or hot and super fun, but when it gets pretty hot and uh, humid, it, you just roast in the car. I mean, uh, Mark Wilkins, my teammate, veteran legend, was behind me, pushing me most of the way, so no time to rest. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for finishing drivers, but like many have said today, it's what we prepare for. You and Taylor won the race. You know how to do this in the past, uh, but now the focus shifts towards the sister cars fighting for the championship. How hard do you have to fight to stay out of their battle? Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, right now, we're, we're letting Taylor finish, letting her learn. We're, we're basically out of the driver's championship. We're just kind of letting her learn and um, also helping our teammates, kind of playing wingman. So uh, it, it's a different dynamic. And yeah, you don't want to step on their toes, but sometimes you got to send it because otherwise back them up and be awkward. So it's finding that balance and uh, just trying to help my teammates when, when they were uh, getting hounded by other cars out there. But uh, shout out to Brian Hurd Autosport for being behind us, uh, giving us three great cars in that pit stop. Uh, Taylor's new to finishing. She killed it, and the guys did a mega, mega fuel and tire change. So it was super fun to stay up front in the number one car for a while. Yeah, it was nice to see the number one out front again. Great job out there, Michael. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for everyone watching at home. Hi to my wife, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can come out all right, and good luck to my teammates. And John, he's a super guy, as you know. He looks exhausted. Oh, I'm not surprised. This is a tough physical track. There's lots of direction changes and even these GT4 and TCR cars Jeremy it's physical round here and you can have your drinks bottle and you can have the aids it doesn't get around the fact you've still got to physically pull the car around here I know you've got all the aids in the car nowadays but this is tough this is a workout well it certainly is no question about that and uh, yeah we're seeing now yeah, it's it's hot, it's humid, it's sticky. It's this track is physical, and so they are getting a real workout out there. But it's a great race unfolding right now. Just watching the lap times of Scott Andrews, he's certainly making some ground toward Robin Adele. Caught him last lap by around about a second, uh, but it's still number 39 car leads Jeff Westfall on a completely different strategy, pretty much to everybody else. But uh, he has uh, made uh, uh, a. Uh, He'd made two pit stops, but the last one was uh, a little while ago. Now he came in, I think it was under the caution period. I don't think he's been in since then. So he's running out front. He's going to have to make a pit stop before the end of the race. I don't think there's any way he can get to the end from here. 
So, coming down to 35 minutes to, to run. Here's how it stands. Mikey Taylor and Tim Lewis proudly fourth and fifth in the overall for TCR. Scott Andrews, he's flying at the moment, he's just gone past them. Last time I looked, it was five seconds between him and Robin Liddell. It's under three now. Robin Liddell's pulled about a second back on Jeff Westphal. Uh, and those are the top cars. Joey Hand coming back as well with the... Uh, it is in fifth position. We're coming back in Leo Racing. Uh, the battle for the final podium spot in TCR uh, is Hyundai-based with three of them. The number 98, Mason Felipe, Robert Wiggins in the 33, and Tyler Maxson for Van der Stur Racing in the blue and white number 91. Uh, they're all in and about five seconds apart. Matt Pombo right in behind Tyler Maxson, actually, for the LA Honda World Civic number 73. But the two guys at the head, courtesy of that super call for the pits when they saw Mike Lamara in the wall at home three, that has given them the opportunity to put a lot of real estate between themselves and the rest of the field. Just looking actually to see how far it is. So the Alpha's just coming out to the uh, school pits and who's the next car that's fighting the 98 just coming through turn five it's getting up for half a lap they've got on the rest of the field yeah that's manageable you know that is a manageable gap if you don't go yellow and your margin on fuel jeremy that's a lot of real estate to play with to be able to soft pedal those two tcr cars up that's exactly right here. And, you know, we heard several of the drivers say yesterday that the limiting factor wasn't necessarily going to be tyres, uh, excuse me, fuel, but tyres. So uh, can they look after their, their tyres and stretch the fuel as well? They've got, uh, they got a lot of work to do in both of those two cars. I think at this stage, you know, we're still 30, over half an hour remaining in this race. Uh, they, uh, they can probably just about get, it, get, get to the end of here. They want to make sure they don't use up all their tyres before the end, just in case they need to do some scrapping in the closing stages. Meanwhile, that gap, gap between second and third, Robin Adele and Scott Andrews come down again last time around by about a half a second. So the gap from first to second has come down from, it was 25.8 seconds, it's now 22.4 from Westfall in the lead in that car barn with Peregrine Racing uh, Porsche. When, when, when uh, did that car last stop, Jeremy? I know it's it came in under caution on lap 21. Right, so before the begin, right before the caution period came out, that was that stopped the same time as the Alpha uh, and the uh, leading TCR car. They all stopped at the same time, right before the caution period came out. So, Liddell splashed again at the end of that caution period. So he's got Correct. a slight fuel advantage. That was 26 minutes ago. And thanks to lead triggers, he tells me the two lead TCR cars have 51 seconds over that third, fourth, fifth on down battle uh, on a lap that is round about, uh, what, two minutes, just under two minutes. So you're talking about, as I said, in terms of real estate and time, just under half a lap advantage. That's what good strategy can give you. Those two teams have to be in the shout for me for the TCR Michelin moment of the race. It was a, a quick call, had to be made quickly. 
uh, for where they were on the track and maybe in conjunction with the drivers who were looking across there at the time and saw that maybe they saw it on the screen but it worked really well they've both been out now 20 minutes longer than the third place tcr machine but as we've said fuel management is key for them and they've got the time in hand Jeff Westfall, 56-7 last time around. Robin Liddell, 55-7 last time around. And Scott Andrews, bless his heart, the top three of them are 54-7 last time around. That might just, Jeremy, suggest the differing thoughts of the Carbon, Rebel Rock and Lone Star racing teams. Exactly a second between first and second, and exactly a second uh, between at second and third to the advantage of the cars that are chasing yeah which makes things a lot more interesting doesn't it and certainly scott andrews here he is absolutely flying and uh, he is uh, you know looking potentially to to catch robin you know, within the next couple of laps uh, the two fords running in pretty close contact as well number 59 cars of luca mars had a great second place finished last time out at road america really good strategy uh, for that uh, for that team or well, both both Ford teams it was at Road America because uh, they were both on the uh, the podium with the number 13 car in third position uh, Jensen was sharing that that weekend of course with Chad McCombie now he's with uh, Joey Hand this weekend but Luca Mars once again doing a really really good job uh, uh, in the wheel at number 59 car the youngster from Sir Wickley in Pennsylvania just outside of Pittsburgh he's only it's his second season of racing effectively uh, and uh, he made his debut last year he was too young to take part in the first race of the season still only uh, 17 years of age as Luca Mars and really really impressive job he is doing once again at the wheel at core motorsports Ford Mustang Callum 59 and meanwhile Robin Liddell you can see now that that Lone Star Mercedes is right on his tail I'm keeping an eye on that I'm also watching the championship leader Christian Simchak for Marillo Racing he's got ahead of his teammate he's now up to 14th position in class uh, he's only half a second behind Matt Plum in the TGM Aston Martin also if we're talking championship battle you've got to look at Robbie Foley in the 96 yeah. turn of motorsport he's up to sixth place now and yeah, he's in a great run he's flapping nicely right about the same time as Robert Liddell last time around so this is all getting very interesting for the gs battle with still two rounds to go after this one we're on the battle on the bricks and that is a four hour race next time out for michelin pilot challenge into the twilight of the saturday evening i'm so envious of anyone who's going to that camping on the infield i think i might have put my hand up for that to be quite honest and then of course we finish off at matilda telemore and this championship battle could well go down to that, will go down to that race, unless something extraordinary happens. happens. And we might be looking again, Jeremy, at a place here, a place there, to decide the GS championship, because that's how close it is right now. Brilliant, isn't it? And yeah. uh, Robbie Three Foley there cars, is... by the way, it... that we're talking about as well, uh, in terms of the manufacturers, because we've got that Camaro, we're talking the BMW, the 72 of course is the AMG GT4 um, I know people don't like talking about BOP but I doff my cap 
to IMSA Technical, particularly in GS, because we have had such brilliant racing from all of the manufacturers. Absolutely, yeah. We, for, for a while earlier on the race, with six different different manufacturers holding the top six positions. Right now, it's just four, but there's <laughs> there's five out of the top six because it's Porsche, Chevrolet, Mercedes, and two Fords. Then the best of the BMWs that Robbie Foley doing a brilliant job after that incident for Vin Barletta earlier on. Then it's just another Mercedes, Chris Wilson, they're running super job in that Will uh, Sports team. Uh, and then Elliot Skier in uh, the second of the Porsches, that's kind of a 47 for Nola Sport. Uh, and right with him now is uh, is uh, Kenton Cook uh, inside the top 10. And Spencer Papelli is right there as well, and Stephen McAleer. And, you know, this is uh, a race that still has 25 minutes to go, oh. thankfully. There'll be a few people who are hoping for an issue somewhere to close this up, not least probably Scott Andrew, who's got a very fast car at the moment. I, I am just going to say that there's a wee bit of damage on the leader on the front splitter. That car has been off into the dirt. It's a wee bit dusty uh, on the front end. And the front splitter just to the left of centre. There's a song in there somewhere. Um, he's just looking a bit of saggy uh, on that. And... I think it is just grazing the ground at time. And just hearing from Cher that we've got another Aston in problems. This is the Archangel Motorsport number 88, Billy Johnson in that car. Sitting down in uh, 20th at the moment. And that's another diffuser that looks to be coming away. Hello I think they've had problems all season, oh, all, all race, all, all, all weekend long. Don't think they've had a trouble-free session yet. Really unfortunate. Hello to Alan Prosser, who is home in time to watch the world feed. Hello, Alan. Hope you've had a good night at the hostelry tonight. Scott Andrews goes through into second place, just coming into turn three. Robin Liddell didn't fight too hard there. Got a feeling that he's thinking championship right now, Jeremy. Robert Liddell, that is. Scott Andrews is thinking how quickly he can close the 19-second gap between himself and Jeff Westfall. Slightly yeah. different mindsets between those two at the moment. Yeah, true. 24 minutes remaining. He couldn't close 19 seconds, so he's going to be relying on that number 39 car needing another pit stop. But he's just got to stay where he is right now. I had a birthday yesterday, did Scott Andrews. I was texting back and forth with him, and, and he, he sent me a text after qualifying Anton Diaz Pereira, who, with whom he shares this Lone Star Racing Mercedes. had a bit of a difficult qualifying session I told him to keep the faith well he's keeping it not only is he keeping the faith Anton did a nice job in that first stint and Scott Andrews is now into the second position Jesse Lazar's just got ahead of uh, Robert McGinnis Robert McGinnis in the BMW uh, in the battle between two very different looking cars the low slung sleek McLaren and the rather more upright BMW, but BMW and McLaren can race because that BLP that we were talking about earlier on, and that's why it works so well, because we have a variety of cars in looks, in noises, even in their respective strengths and weaknesses at different circuits. I don't think that split of damage is getting any worse, but it certainly is lower to the left front of the car. Oh, huge slide by the leader. Coming out of the uh, turn three NASCAR bend. Now, 
Remember, he's been out a bit longer. His tyres are a wee bit older. Is Jeff Westfall beginning to feel the heat, or at least are his rear Michelins beginning to feel the heat? Behind him, he's got, I believe that's the Van der Stur, Aston Martin and Austin McCusker. That car patched up, and he's not dropping that car at all. In fact, at the times, Austin McCusker, yeah, was pretty much spot on the same time as our leader last time around. He's sitting dutifully behind him at the moment, but it just starts to look to me, Jeremy Shaw, as if that number 39 carbon with Peregrine Racing Machine just getting a little more frisky to drive. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I mean, it's been already the, the longest stint of the race by, by anybody at this stage. He came in a lap, uh, made a spit stop after uh, 21 laps, so he's done uh, 22 laps, of which maybe what three or four were under caution period. But since then, he's been running really nice, consistent laps in front of the front of the field, running uh, mid 56s. Uh, fastest lap of the race was a 53.8. But uh, look, the, uh, we know how how hard these tyres have to work around here. So he, he's managing it and you know, trying to stretch it as far as he possibly can. I think I still don't think he, he has much chance to get to the end of this race. But if there's a full course caution, then uh, maybe he can. So. Uh, he doesn't want to push too hard because at this stage he saves as much fuel as he can and also save the tyres as well. If there's a, a lengthy caution, perhaps he can get to the end and then if he's got some rubber left, he can actually fat battle for it as well. So uh, he's got uh, lots to think about at this stage of the game as Jeff Westfall in that leading car barn with Peregrine Racing Porsche. Just looking at the TCR battle, Mikey Taylor just pulled out a little bit. He's got a couple of cars between himself and Tim Lewis respectively in the Unitronic number 17 Audi, that's the yellow, black and white Audi, and Tim Lewis in the black and gold KWM Motorsports and TMR Alpha. Um, I'm not seeing the chasing hordes led by the number 98 Mason Felipe, Brian Herner, Autosport, Elantra. They are not gaining appreciably on those two leaders. If you remember I said no. the number five car was just coming out of Oak Tree, as the uh, chasing pack were coming through turn uh, six. Well, I think it was between five and six last time around as well. So that 50, 51, 52 seconds is sort of remaining um, constant. They, they are not so, so there may be a, 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 a degree of soft pedaling going on at the front of the field, but it's not affecting that gap, Jeremy. Indeed, it isn't, John. You're absolutely right. 50 seconds it was last time around uh, between the second and third place cars. Uh, there's about three seconds maybe between Mikey Taylor and Tim Lewis. So, Mike are doing a good job here. We've seen in the past the Audi does struggle with tyre wear. So, uh, he, he'll be very, very, well, he is very, very mild, mindful of that. He's been trying to uh, soft pedal it, not so much necessarily from the fuel aspect, but certainly from the tyres as well. And Mikey's doing a good job at this stage with what? 19 minutes remaining now is a replay of that pass for Scott Andrews, makes the move into turn three, sneaks past Robin Liddell for second position. And has pulled out two seconds uh, on Robin and has taken those two seconds out of Jeff Westfall's lead uh, as well. So this is building very nicely indeed. Billy Johnson and Owen Trinkler come to the pit lane from the end of the GS field. Still a flapping diffuser on Billy's car for Aston Martin and for Archangel Motorsport. Scott Andrews now within 15 seconds. 
fuel and fuel for the car and water for Owen Trinkler uh, for the number 64 car. Jeff Westfall's lead, as I say, under 15 seconds. Shea yeah. Adam has uh, been asking the question about that lead car, the car bomb with Peregrine Racing Porsche. Always difficult to get a straight answer. So what have the teams said and what do you deduce from what they said and how they've said it, Shea? Part of the reason that I love Carbon with Peregrine Racing is because Steve Dynan, who is the big brain on the box, never gives me a lie. He always tells me the truth of what's going on. I said, can you make it on fuel? He said, nope. I said, could you make it on tires if there was a yellow? And he goes, mm, probably not. Jeff would be struggling out there. That would just be cruel. We know when we have to come in and splash. We know where we're going to filter back out. And even then, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to hang on to positions. Nope, the 39 will not be our Cinderella story today, unfortunately. Well, fair yeah. play for you for asking yeah. and for Steve Dine and Jeremy for answering the question. That's what we expect. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. As Jay said, he's a, he's a straight-up guy, Steve. One of the best guys in the paddock. Just uh, been around the sport a long, long time and a really, really good guy. And But I'm surprised you know, if, if he knows he's got to stop, why not stop now? Uh, have fresher tyres and, be, and you know, give him 20 minutes to run hard towards the end uh, because he's going to lose. How long is he going to lose with a pit stop? Um, 50 seconds or so. Where's that going to put him? Um, I, is it going to put him in anywhere in contention? No, it's probably not. He's going to be in the back of the back of the end case. Probably, I'm going to guess, Jeremy, that all they'll do is splash him for fuel as late as they can. Um, and and he, I will, know. he will have to... Oh, hang on. Somebody facing the wrong way there on the start of the lap and this is a moment or two ago off for the LA Honda World 73 car yeah. they've not had Pombo a great day today Pombo and Wickens having a battle there for a third position in the fourth position in the class So let's just go back then, 39, the leading car, with at the moment 13 seconds of a lead, yeah. will have to stop for a splash of fuel. Yeah, but my, my point here, John, is, uh, I mean, he's losing a second and a half or more to the guys behind him. If, if they cut their losses 15 minutes ago, uh, come in, made a pit yeah. stop, you know, with, with a fresh set of tyres, if they have a fresh set of tyres, how hard could he have charged and how far could he have made it up? Um, because if he comes in now or any time in the next 12, 15 minutes, he's not going to be at the end. So I think they're gambling on there being a full course caution and, and hoping that uh, perhaps he can somehow, by hook and crook, stretch it to the end. I think it's a, a forlorn hope, though. Yeah, I think you're right. Still, those two uh, Fords are battling away for uh, fourth and fifth positions. You know, Joey Hand uh, just ahead of Luca Mars, so the youngster there getting some some tips i'm sure from uh, the old master hard to call old jerry hand an old master but that's what he is these days isn't it uh <laughs> let's face it uh, and robbie foley is 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 inching a little bit closer to those two in that number 96 tournament what bmw not not closing up quickly just a a couple of tenths here and there uh, but uh, every point every position that robbie foley can make forward is good for his championship aspirations particularly with Christian Shimjack down in 13th position having in the made, class still. Yeah, having made up another position, he got past Matt Plum uh, he was down in 16th he got past uh, his teammate Eric Foss now he's gone past uh, Matt Plum as well so that is another couple of positions made up for the number 72 what's he got though? He's got about another 
for three seconds to get to Michael Cooper in the Accelerate Performance Porsche. And then there's quite a big gap, actually, eight seconds or so before he gets to the Stephen Cameron Racing BMW to get into the 11th spot. That might be on if that car's going well. But that, remember, is going to close everything up at the top of the championship standings. I think Robbie Foley now is right with the two Fords. Yes. So it's the game on now for, for four, fifth and sixth positions. And I'll be on the racetrack. And I tell you what, up through the uh, uphill, up, up the, uh, the climbing S's. Joy Hand, Luca Mars, Robbie Foley. Uh, yeah, I'm not picking any one of those um, to come out on top. It could be brilliant. It could Ooh, be. Luca Mars has got past Joey Hand, hasn't he? Uh, yes, he has. Uh, one second, I, I, think he, I think I think yes, he, like has. he was ahead of him there. Yes, he has. Alex he, Rockwell's he... got more problems as well. Coming down to the final corner. Let's hope he can get across the road to the pits. Yeah, good spot, Jeremy. Yeah, because they, they were virtually side by side. They've been across the line. But by the time he just 0.026 the pair of those forts with Robbie Foley looming large in their mirrors. Daniel Morad comes into the pit lane for Winwood just for a moment. I caught that out the corner of my eye and I thought, oh, is that Scott Andrews coming in? But no, they are similar, but not the same. So the Lone Star Racing car now eight seconds away from a leading car that won't be leading. It will have to stop, unless within the next 13 minutes there's some kind of conflagration and we finish under yellow. And we've got a car in the pit lane that is smoking. That is, that is that number 10 that I was talking about coming into the pit lane slowly. Alex Rockwell, that car is steaming. It's right in the middle of pit lane. And it's getting some assistance from its crew. The IMSA officials are there as well. But I think that was just brake heat rather than anything else. The car is being pushed out of the fast lane, out of the acceleration lane and towards the pit wall. Not been a good run today for the Rockwell Auto Development's Audis. We lost yeah, uh, employment earlier on. Yeah, absolutely. All sorts of bad luck, haven't they, this weekend? But uh, they've, they've been running well uh, periodically. That's, that's the good news. And Mikey Taylor, he's still got about three seconds in hand over Tim Lewis in the lead of that class. And uh, he's, it's been a... A really finely judged drive so far. What are we now? Inside 12 minutes to go in this race. And by the way, up at the front of the field, Jeff Westfall clearly thinks he can get to the end or hopes he can get to the end because he's he's uh, losing hand over fist in terms of time. Lost two and a half seconds last time around to Scott Andrews, who doesn't want to, to uh, have this race handed to him on the plate. He wants to win it on the road as well. Andrews in traffic last time around and lost a second and a half to Liddell in the middle sector, but that is the old multi-class racing adage. I'm not reading too much into that. Traffic giveth, traffic taketh away. A 157-0 uh, to Scott Andrews and a 56-5 to Robert Liddell. And both Luca Mars and Robbie Foley did get past Joey Hand, yeah. so uh, another position game for Robbie Foley. And now he's right with Luca Mars as well, looking to make that up into fourth position. What a tremendous run for that number 916 for Turner Motorsport, because uh, that, that was a big off that Vin Pauletta had earlier on. 
the caution came out right afterwards, which was really fortunate for him. Uh, but they've done a fabulous job both in the pits and with the strategy and with Robbie Foley's driving to get right back into contention here. Uh, you know, potentially here for, for even a third place finish, another podium for that uh, team, which could be crucial in their championship hopes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Jeremy. And Every also, by the way, Christian Shimjak has, has closed that gap to Michael Cooper. Yep. So he's right with Michael Cooper uh, in about the 12th and 13th. It's nine and a half seconds after, if he can get past Michael Cooper, it's nine and a half seconds. I don't think uh, that he's going to get any further up, but those points for that extra place uh, could be crucial for that car as well. And Shea Adam, there's movement on the pit lane and it's significant. Yeah, the guys from Carbon are up on the wall. It means Jeff Westfall is going to be coming in, probably not this lap, but the lap after. So they will relinquish the lead. And Scott Andrews and Lone Star Racing with their Mercedes will take over. There is the leader picking his way through traffic. Goes past Robert Wiggins, who is still in third place in TCR. He's, he's had Mason Felipe about half a second behind him for the last 45 minutes. Felipe will know every single decal and rivet on the back of Robert Wiggins's car. Now. Now, yeah, we've this... got a problem here for the Alfa Romeo. The car has stopped and it's control alt delete from second place. Second place. And what a great run KMW have had. I think I think that's dead stick. That might be it for Tim Lewis. His hands are off the wheel. He's trying to get it going. He's cycling power. Now, where has he stopped? It's turn seven. That's right up off the circuit. He's off the circuit to driver's right. So has he had an incident there that's, that's brought him to a halt? Or was it a mechanical problem and he's pulled off? He's nosed into some green armco there. Well, what a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare. Great strategy for them. Oh, my goodness. Now, do you leave the 39 out, Jeremy? They were due to come in from the lead of the race. Do you leave the carbon car out? It's a full course yellow. Eight minutes to go. And there's... Well, I'll give Tim Lewis his due. He tried to get as far out of the way as possible. Um, if he pulled up the hill onto the Patriot course, he may have kept us green. And he tried, didn't he? He got, yeah. he got most of the way up there, but uh, just no juice. Has he run out of fuel? Oh. So comes underneath the bridge. And then, he, oh no, he's gone off. Ran on, lack of concentration there, Jeremy. That's heat. That is that is a mistake. You do not see Tim Lewis do. Ran his right-hand side Michelins onto the grass, going up the first part of the snake and lost control of the car. One side will have had more grip than the other and the car pitched around and he's into the barriers. That tells you how hard these drivers are working. That is not the Tim Lewis that we know, Jeremy. No, that's really unfortunate. Uh, it, a really good performance once again from that uh, little Alpha team. And 
yeah, he's going to climb out of the car. Uh, clearly, his day is done. Has he had a fuel, though? I wonder. I mean, something, something strange happened there to that Alpha, didn't it? Um, and I don't think it's. I mean, he's, he seems to be walking around okay. He doesn't seem. It doesn't seem to be heat related there for Tim. He's no, going to get a ride back with the safety team. But, I'd agree uh, with that. Something went awry with that car. Well, let's uh, speak to Shea Adam, who's been talking to the team. What do you know, Shea? Uh, the team reporting that he came on the radio and said something snapped and he couldn't turn the car back to the left. It was probably a result of that early contact. Ah, yes, very good point and well remembered. Uh, that was the RG Bargy with Nick Leumanns, wasn't it? And that car pitched sideways, lost a yeah. right front tyre in that as well. Pass around coming. So yeah, he's we driving won't, we in won't a open the pits here. No, he's driving in a straight line, and then the car just eased off the track, and at that point, yeah. it, it rather looked like Tim was just a, a passenger. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Tim, I apologise. What a great shame. I apologise, well, Tim. Yeah, not a lot of concentration there. No, that's a great, great shame. I mean, they've already had three wins this season, uh, and um, including last oh. time out at Road America. How, what does that do to TCR, Jeremy? Because Robert Wiggins, Mason Felipe, Matt Pombo, Tyler Macton are all going to be up the tailpipes of Mighty Taylor. And they, they will be because they'll all be put back together. Assuming we get back to green. Jeff Assuming Westfall, we get back to green. Yeah. Five minutes remaining. Oof. Well, it'll be tight. It'll be yeah. very tight. And Jeff yeah. Westfall, this I mean, this is what <laughs> they were waiting for. This is what yeah. Carbon were waiting for. Shea Adam, when we said, oh, you know, they might not even be able to stretch it. Um, and then will he have any tyres? And Shea Adam actually said in my ear, unless it finishes under yellow. And, yeah. that, you know, this is this is why you roll the dice, Jeremy, isn't it? it, it, it absolutely it is, yes. Uh, because, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's now, you know, <laughs> it, it's possible. Those uh, TCR cars, by the way, most of them, I think all of them actually have been lapped, hadn't they? Yeah, they'd been lapped by the overall race leader, but not lapped, crucially, by Mikey Taylor. So right. that is that is why this course has taken longer than he would otherwise have done, because the TCR cars that had not been lapped by its class leader have to be waved around a safety car, pull up towards the back of the field. They don't have to wait to get to the back of the pack. So if we can get clean before that, they will. But this will bring them all back onto the lead lap with Mikey Taylor. Uh, and then... Yeah, if we're going to try and get back to green, we are going to yeah. get to try and get back to green. They are not going to recover the Alpha. They've moved it to what has been deemed a place of safety on the infield. Um, Michelin we'll moment. Stand back in that case. Well, yes, Michelin moment of the race then uh, in 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 TCR. Uh, it's got to be the Unitronic guys at the moment, hasn't it, Jeremy? Uh, yes, I would say so. I mean, yeah, they, they called the strategy absolutely perfectly coming in uh, to the pits right before that ye yellow came out. They saw there was an incident on the track, I believe, mm. uh, and uh, they brought that car in. It was fairly marginal on, f on fuel, but this caution should play into their into their favour. They've had quite a bit of bad luck this season uh, for that team, but uh, the, uh, the one time uh, previously that uh, Chris Miller qualified on the pole position, well, that was at at um, uh, Watkins Glen. 
excuse me, Canadian Time Motorsport Park and came away with a win on that occasion. Yeah. He was on pole again yesterday. So we've crossed by with uh, about three and a bit minutes to go. Yeah, it's be and tight. I think we're going to end up in a caution. I mean, we, we, they, they could throw the white. It depends when they get round. They'll either throw the white or the checker next time around. But I haven't seen a white flag go out here. Uh, and we could go back to green for literally a one lap dash. Shea Adam, uh, your Michelin moment of the race, please, for GS. Uh, if we finish up yellow, Carbon with the great strategy yeah, call. Totally. I, I think it's got to be the two winners uh, this time. Uh, they gave it their best. Frankly, even if they don't win it, it's probably still going to be those two. And yeah, for sticking with the plan. I mean, yeah, like I yes, said, absolutely. Uh, earlier on, if they come in with half an hour to go, put on fresh tyres, they could have given an opportunity potentially to come through the fields a little bit. But uh, you know, they're stuck it's going to be a one-lap dash. It is going to be oh, a one-lap dash. Really? It is going to be a one-lap, three-and-a-quarter-mile dash. The Lexus safety car lights are out. Our nominations then for Michelin moment of the race. Carbon and the 39 leading in GS. They may still win this race. They stuck with their plan. And Unitronic, the 17 in TCR. They may still win this race. They made their plan. And it looked like it was working until this last caution. Now, Jeff Westfall has the very fast Scott Andrews behind him on better tyres, the very fast Robin Liddell behind him, the very fast Luca Mars and Robbie Foley and Joey Hand behind him. We go green. Here comes Scott Andrews. He's not going to uh, wait too long. Here comes Robin Liddell. He's got a good run as well. The white flag and the green flag are waving at the same time. Liddell goes to the outside trying to do the cutback. He'll dash down the inside and gets... Scott Andrews, brilliant racecraft by the Scotsman, oh, and all three of them on. come together. Andrews no, no, no. has gone around. That was the chrome horn put on Scott Andrews by Robin Liddell. Three into one, don't go. Now, there's one for race control to look at as they were all battling there on the last lap of the race. Scott Andrews has ended up off the circuit. Westfall still leads at the moment. From Liddell in second, third is the. Well, actually, is that still uh, Scott well, Andrews? That's the car that's a lap down. That is a lap, lap down. down yeah. Yeah. yeah, Scott Andrews. It's the it's, is out of the side of the circuit. So the third place car is a lap down. Once again, that's Daniel Morad just confusing me. Here comes Liddell. He's going for the race win on the road. That's a lovely manoeuvre. Nothing wrong with that one at Oak Tree. Brilliant stuff. Little bit of a grip advantage, maybe. Well, here comes Daniel Morad trying to stay out of the way, I think, of the battle for the lead. And yeah, Foley's right there. Lovely driver by Morad. Morad. Yeah, totally agree, Jeremy. So Liddell at the moment coming into the. Is Westfall out of fuel? Westfall's out of fuel. Westfall's out of fuel. Coming onto the roller coaster for the last time. Liddell's going to win this on the road. This is extraordinary. Liddell is going to win this on the road. And also Stephen McAleer for RS1. That car has stopped out on the circuit as well. Because in second position. It is Robbie Foley. That's massive for the championship. Foley is going to close up. Rebel Rock win.
That would be back-to-back -back races if that stands up. I haven't seen yet whether that is being looked at. Incident at turn one, and oh my goodness, our winners in the Michelin moment of the race in GS has not made it to the finish line. They needed that race to stay yellow to the end. The battling meant it did not, but they stuck with their plan. We're still giving it to them. In TCR, Mikey Taylor and the Unitronics win their Michelin moment of the race and the race from Wiggins and Brian Herner Motorsport in second and Mason Felipe in third. Let's hear from Frank Depew down on the pit lane with Shea. Chris Miller, actually. I'm actually going to run over and, and grab Chris Miller first because their pit boxes are side by side. So what an exciting moment for both of these teams to celebrate victory in tandem. And for Chris Miller, he knows what it's like to win at this track. He's done it before in a TCR car. But with this new car and with what it means for the championship, that is even more important. Chris, another win on the air after another pole position. Now we know what we have to do to just keep this going, but how great is it to get this one? Yeah, it was it was a tough race, and honestly, all credit to the team. We did the right strategy. They got me in under the yellow, and then we had a big lead. Mikey did a great job saving fuel and getting the car to the finish, but yeah, all credit to the team. We had a fast car all weekend. They called the right strategy, and uh, we ran the numbers perfectly, so just thrilled to get the win. Full-on championship contenders, you thinking ahead? Yeah, I mean, the, the Hyundai's had another strong race as well, so we're going to have to beat them the next two races to beat them in the championship. But we have a good car. We have the best team, so looking forward to the rest of the season. Congrats on another win. Thanks. Appreciate it. And if you'll stick with me, I'm just going to dive yeah, cool. right next door yeah. to uh, Frank Depew because I saw him celebrating around here. Where did Frank go? Did he disappear? Huh? Did Frank disappear already? I have no idea where he is. I think he did. I think he's already gone to the podium. Tell you what, John, I'll shout up when I got Robin. How about that? Yeah, okay. We might be talking to Turner Motorsport yet uh, because I'm sure that will be uh, under review. Yes, it is. The pass for the lead, Jeremy, was copy book. Yep. But there's no doubt there was contact and it's up to race control. Clearly, Scott Andrews is not happy with that. And it was more than robust we we all know and love robin but maybe he's crossed the line there not for us to make that decision hard there's hardly any damage on the car i have to say but it's when the cars are loaded up coming through corners we saw it earlier on with owen trinkler didn't we and yeah and there's one very very happy australian coming back uh, towards the pit lane unhappy yeah yeah yeah, did I say happy? Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, no, he's uh, somebody needs to grab him here, actually. Make sure he doesn't do anything really silly. Yeah, he's left his helmet um, on. I mean, he, 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 he drew a brilliant to. race. Yes, uh, he did. Scott Andrews there. Absolutely brilliant race. And I mean, I, I have to see it again, but my gut reaction was he was just pushed off the road there by the Camaro. Um, and um, you hate to see a race finish like that. You really do. And I, I, as soon as we heard we we're going to go back to the green, yes, I don't like to finish under yellow for sure but um it was a recipe for disaster wasn't it and unfortunately these guys are are going to push it to the limit beyond um in my opinion but look it was a tremendous and exciting motor race wasn't it oh yeah and uh, it, you know it, it, hats off to to everybody involved in it because uh carbon came agonizingly close to getting that win uh, but it, if the points stay 
if the positions stay as they are right now, yep. by my unofficial reckoning, Kenny Murillo and Christian Shimjak will have 1,970 points. I agree. Uh, uh, behind them, uh, actually, well... Tied. I reckon it's tied. tied. Robbie Foley and Robbie Valleda will have 1,970 points. They have two wins to the one of Murillo and Shimjak. Uh, Frank Depew and Robin Liddell, with also two wins, will be just uh, 80 points back in, in third position. So super tight Massively. if that changes yeah. then uh, then Robbie Foley and Vivaletta will take the lead in the championship in any case so they will be the championship leaders come what may either on a tiebreaker with wins or if they get 30 more points uh, Marilla and Shimjak depending on the, what the penalty is for number number 71 car if there is indeed a penalty then uh, then they, they would move into the points with a, with a clear points lead I mean, also, I mean, that was a hugely important drive through the field for yeah. Joy Hand up with a car that had damage early on as well, let's not forget. TCR, Jeremy? Yeah. Uh, TCR points there. Uh, Harry Gottsacker and Robert Wickens uh, will have a 50-point lead, by my reckoning, over Chris Miller and Mikey Taylor. Uh, and in third position, with a third position finish today, Mason Philippi and Mark Wilkins on 2300 so just 110 points covering the top three in the class with that dnf unfortunately from roy block and tim lewis jr who were fourth in the points that's going to go cost be very costly for them but still very much a three-car battle with the two more races to go this season i'm still waiting for news from race control uh, scott andrews has headed off to the medical center i presume he came back in the front seat of the ambulance and still waiting as i say for some news we can certainly congratulate the, the unitronic guys who are in let's see if we can get a word with robert liddell and take the scotsman's take on it great drive certainly and great tactics once again share adam well robin liddell two in a row but this is a lot better when you get to pull into the victory lane your take on what happened on that final lap kerfuffle it was obviously going to be very tight when you've got a green white checker uh, we saved a lot of fuel obviously we needed track position as soon as I was behind the BMW after I got in the car under green I knew that we didn't have the outright pace to be honest with you I wouldn't have been able to pass a lot of cars under green so I said to Charlie we need to go for track position so we pitted as early as we could and decided to save fuel and then obviously what we didn't get at Road America, which we did here, was that late yellow. That made us good, and then we could attack on the last lap. We started the restart on reserve, and the car ran absolutely flawlessly. Unfortunately, had some contact with the 27 and on the exit of one, but, you know, it's just a, a carve-up. I guess he had the Porsche outside of him, and he got pinched. And, you know, I touched him, and he turned sideways. I lifted. I tried to avoid what happened, to be honest. But in the end, I'm fighting for the win. And unfortunately, he just got two broadside in front of me. And he was gone, so I kind of feel feel sorry for him, but I don't think I could have or would have done anything different. And then obviously I made the pass at Oak Tree on the Porsche, just kind of sold him the dummy. The car was fast, and uh, the car, the handling of the car was fantastic, but we didn't have the straight line speed with the BMW, I'd say. So I think in the end we ran the absolute best race we could, and to come out of here with a proper earned win like we have is phenomenal. It was strategy and fighting for it. Congrats, Robin. Thank you. And the best news, Frank, you still got another race tomorrow to go out there and win. How much did oh, yeah. you learn from today's race? Uh, quite a bit. I, I learned that I have my limits from a hydration perspective, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I actually pulled out of that race uh, two laps ago because I, 
didn't feel like I was, you know, would. I, I just didn't feel up to it. So I went into infield care. They gave me an IV, took care of me, and, hey, I could do that whole stint, and I felt good. So anyway, yeah, but it, it's an amazing. Uh, it's so much of this is their pit crews virtually flawless uh, on pit stops, and our strategy is about as good as it can be. And so, I mean, I think, you know, a lo- this isn't a Robin and Frank thing. This is a team effort, no, unbelievably so. And obviously Robin's a superstar. So. Right. Congrats to all of Rebel Rock. Thanks, Jay. Bye. What a comeback from Frank DePew if he was on an IV earlier on this afternoon, as he's just said that. Uh, to be able to come back and even to put himself in in that situation. Um, Really good stuff from him. Uh, Still nothing from race control, so we will see provisionally at the moment that Rebel Rock Racing and their Camaro have won from Turner Motorsport and Robbie Foley. They will take the lead in the championship uh, on count back or should there be any changes, of course, and they're promoted, they would go ahead of Christian Shimchak's uh, Marillo Racing car, which finished in ninth position. Good fight back at one stage. That car was 16th in uh, the standings. Mind, having Most said that, Robin Liddell was 17th as well, wasn't he, when he came well, out the pits? Well, I, I remember uh, mentioning most, that. Most of the cars were outside the top 20 at some stage during That's that race. Fair, it was fair also point. topsy-turvy. But, uh, you know, for, for Frank Dupuy there from Richmond, Virginia, a great uh, win in, in his home state. He'll be thrilled with that. Uh, but uh, talking to Robin's point there about didn't have the speed, fastest lap of the race was set by Scott Andrews at the 153.8. Next fastest lap in this race was uh, Robin Liddell at uh, 54.1. Uh, he w- and he was three tenths quicker than the, than, the ne- than the next guy in this race. So the car certainly had the pace, uh, but he didn't have the pace of Scott Andrews, who was on a mission this weekend and um, and uh, d- just drove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point point made. Um, I mean, look, everybody's been involved in incidents. I think Scott Andrews uh, was into the back of Simchak on the last lap at, at Sebring. They happened. Uh, and we're still waiting for official confirmation. Maybe she can have a word with somebody. But I, I've not seen anything uh, on the channel at the moment that will turn over. Uh, no further action. Just had that through. No further action. Therefore, it will be a confirmed earned win for Rebel Rock Racing. They are in th- uh, third position in the championship with uh, Robbie Foley's 96 drive at the end there, taking him to tie with the 72 AMG. Uh, and therefore, they'll go ahead on wins on count back. Well, interesting end to the race. Uh, and what a day we have had. There is more racing tomorrow. Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Final thought from you. That one had us uh, biting our nails right to the end. Or just being in the fire suit all day or the end of that race. Uh, that was very fun and exciting. And tomorrow has a lot to live up to. Certainly has. Uh, thank you, Shea. We'll let you go and chill out in every sense of the word. The formalities are about to begin. Jeremy, thank you very much uh, indeed. Untidy race at the beginning. Great racing in the middle. Back to untidy at the end today. But we've got a two-hour and 40-minute uh, WeatherTech race to go tomorrow. And I expect it to be just as fraught. 
can't wait. It's, uh, I mean, it was a tremendous race today, really exciting. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think you're right, more to come tomorrow. Uh, every Michelin Pilot Challenge race this season, apart from the one at the beginning of the season was a bit messy, but uh, mainly they've been fantastic. And this one absolutely lived up to expectations. Uh, thank you to our technical team, particularly Rob Lormas, who's done the long shift today in London. And of course, all of our camera operators on site and the whole team up at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Thank you very much for being with us. Have a safe journey home uh, if you're leaving us here at the circuit. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Sound, vision, action, incident, controversy. Yeah, I think we'll probably tick all those boxes again. For Jeremy <laughs> Shaw and Shay Adam, I'm John Hindhoff. Good night and good bless from, Vic, for, from uh, Virginia International Raceway and a super Saturday. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.